Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, how's it going? Patrick, uh, I just see you working that back and I don't know how to act, so I want you to podcast it slow motion for me. <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> Every time with it, you get me every single time. You you always manage to catch me off guard, and I also never know what you're referencing. So it's it's sort of a fun. This is the beauty of working with someone who's uh, you know 13 years old. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm eight. Um, (laughs) Excited to start uh, elementary school next week. That's a song called "Slow Motion" by Juvenile. Okay, Uh, I'm I'm familiar. I'm aware of Juvenile. I at least know who he is. He's a hot boy, of course. Yeah, Uh, you know, 400 degrees fame. Yeah, the Uh, the I think like the the most like mid 2000s is that mid 2000s rap yes um, I, mean, early, I mean he he first got big in like 97 okay. with the Hot Boys mixtape with Wayne okay. but I'd say he was popular through definitely yeah. mid 2000s I, I'm loosely familiar with like Boosie from that time okay. and, and some Lil Wayne stuff but uh, yeah a lot of that goes oh on man those head. Wayne mixtapes I mean I was listening to them recently again just going to okay. the drought on there yeah and, uh Man, I mean, we're just one of the greatest runs of all time. Just, yeah. I am very blessed. I feel like to have grown up in the era where both Lil Wayne and Kanye were at their peak of their powers. Yeah, and uh, and both birthed like five hundred really good rappers from yes. their from their uh, their influence, which yeah. is, I would say, even more important. Than, Unfortunately, uh, a lot of guys <laughs> who you know uh, copied the Kanye fashion aesthetics, but not the actual being good at music mm-hmm. part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. yeah wish that's... we had less of those guys. But... <laughs> I think what we need to do is we need to get guys who just copy the Kanye politics aesthetic, and now then that's they don't. Cool. And then they don't do anything. Yeah, else. they're I just mean, just they just make their aesthetic being completely insane. So you mean Azalea Banks? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Chance, Chance the rapper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we're not talking rap today. We're gonna talk. We, uh, could, I mean. we, we could talk about how I my my first real rap memory was when I was in like first grade the bus driver was playing uh soldier boy um uh, it, it would have been i don't know it, it was the one that had uh superman or whatever it was called yeah sure <laughs> uh, my uh my first two albums i ever purchased in my entire life with my own money you know which i mean like cutting the grass allowance money yeah uh i got uh chingy's self-titled album you know famous for the track right there and uh, holiday in okay and uh i also grabbed uh speaker box the love below by outcast which is a legitimate okay. classic yes album, yeah we, we like we like uh, that double album with I had the full pull out and all that. Man, I was into that album. That was a cool aesthetic. We'll have to have, um, I'll say friend of the show, former podcast host of mine, Colton Denning, on sometime to talk oh, about mid-2000s rap. Cause that is, C. Dubsco is yeah. the handle, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's just at Dubsco. Okay, okay. Um, he is the, the king of early 2000s rap. Um I think he's a big chingy guy of movies. <laughs> so. Anyone who is a big chingy guy is a friend of mine. That's right. Um, let's not forget Shane Hang Low by Jibs. Which one okay, my, I know that one. One of my yeah. friends recently tweeted that that is a uh, that is a Christmas song in their mind. Okay, it's laugh. also that, folks. That's a certified hood classic. That is a, that's uh, a classic. Yes. Um, we're gonna do a, this is if you couldn't tell our Pac-12 preview. <laughs> um, before we jump into this too much um we probably should talk about the pac-12 news of the of the week we're recording this here on wednesday which is the day that the uh the big legacy changing news in the pac-12 has (laughs) has dropped um arizona state's cheating uh from from what i have gathered we play to win the game (laughs) that's right um ryan what what are we uh what's going on here yeah, so a couple different reports came out. Uh, one from The Athletic. What's the name of the author, Patrick? Uh, uh, Doug Holler? Doug Holler. Holler? Uh, Holler, yeah, sure, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, and then uh, also it looks like uh, Pete the Mill has his own report came come out. Um, what's been detailed so far, and like Pat said, we are recording this on a Wednesday, 
Um, so do not be surprised if more news comes out between whenever we're recording this, when you hear this, because from what I have heard and from what people have been saying, you know, out there in the uh, hashtag beat writer universe, it sounds like a lot more is coming. Um, but what has been reported so far is already pretty serious, which is that Arizona State was just flagrant, flagrantly and, and blatantly. And fragrantly. And fragrantly. <laughs> they were very odorously um, <laughs> breaking the uh, the COVID rules for the Pac-12 and for the entire NCAA for FBS football, um, hosting several on-campus visits, including giving recruits like full tours of facilities yeah. and uh, meeting with Herm. They even had a coach go to a, a, a park near campus and do a private workout for a recruit and mm-hmm. record it and had an all-coaches meeting. They all broke it down. <laughs> and, uh, this was all reported by someone who's very clearly deep inside the program who sent, um, quote here, a, dozen, a dossier of dozens of pages to the Arizona State Athletic Department, including screenshots, receipts, pictures, and emails related to the numerous potential violations. Uh, we are anti that guy. Whoever that guy snitch. is, get, yeah. get out of here, bro. And, and now apparently they're saying that the recruit who did this off-campus workout is going to have to either cooperate with NCAA or risk having his eligibility affected. Mm-hmm. So this guy is not only snitching, he is making another teenager become a snitch. Yeah. Not cool. No, not cool. And also, um, if we've learned anything from the last uh, fifty years or so, yeah. that kids should just ignore that summons, and they won't do anything. About right? It. Just don't. <laughs> just like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Go uh-huh. ahead. Go ahead. I'd like to see you use your government, your yeah, your yeah. your uh, you know your legislative power. Yeah, you him, don't have any. Just give him a cease and desist letter and see <laughs> yeah. how that goes yeah. for you. Yeah, they they do the um, the NCAA just does the thing where they get a, like a lawyer's letterhead and just send very threatening memos on it. <laughs> but that's all that that's their entire power. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is like. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't really care about it. Like, yeah. they are breaking the rules, but uh, I am one thousand percent confident in saying that I know of at least, allegedly here, mm-hmm. just of my own whispers and things that I hear. I have heard at least five of their programs doing this. Uh, yeah, they, like there were kids like just that on, I know about. Yeah, there yeah. were kids on Twitter posting like just had a great visit to X school, even if they were just going there and like the coaches weren't talking to them. Right, these kids weren't just showing up because they mm-hmm. want. Like they weren't just showing up because they wanted to. Uh, they they were doing these these things, and and I don't think we're the first to talk about this with like the uh, the 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 guided visits. I'm doing the the air quotes there, where they would show up at like certain landmarks on campus and they would get like a like, like a, a link on their phone to a YouTube video of a coach talking about that certain location right? yeah, like they're yeah. just doing a fucking visit at that point it's it's silly and I mean also <laughs> uh, you know there's a top 100 safety in the, or top 100 overall prospect who plays safety in this class 2022 mm-hmm. recruiting class who like I believe in February uh, posted videos of him inside Texas A&M's facilities with the Texas A&M uniform on, which is just like clearly breaking the rules. Um, no, he just went in there on his own volition. Yeah, he just found yeah. those uniforms. He actually paid. He, he paid for the full uh, uniform at the at the store and uh, put them on <laughs> shoulder pads and all. He's like the guy who's you know playing pickup games in the full. Jordan he's the jersey. full. He's a full kit wanker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, look. Yeah, it, it, the optics are pretty bad. Of course, it's like it was during the peak of COVID. Yeah. And also Arizona State at one point in time had to take a month off from football <laughs> yeah. because of like repeated COVID positives. Which is, which is part of like there are, there are rumors swirling that they were also doing this with like COVID stuff, right? Like they were just sort of ignoring COVID allegedly, protocols yes. allegedly. And like parody it seems of Minecraft. Like, yeah, yeah, it seems like they did a pretty shitty job of it if that's true. If right. they still missed a, a month <laughs> of the season. Yeah. I, and I mean also like I think it is a little silly that anyone who is attributing 
the COVID outbreak to like the recruits visiting. I, I mean, like they live in Arizona, yeah. which has been essentially wide open the entire pandemic. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to believe that the COVID outbreaks necessarily to this recruiting stuff. It's yeah. not really. Yeah. This, this seems like I, 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 um, I'm curious to see how much Arizona state cooperates with this because if we've learned anything, just don't. Yeah. It seems like if, if it seems like if they do cooperate, then they're going to be in trouble. Um, and yes. if, if they don't, then the NCAA just doesn't have any power to do anything. Well, we did hear from Herm Edwards who replied to Pete the Mel's request for comment with quote, no comment. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we love Herm. That's a, that's a great comment. That. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I don't think Arizona State even recruited that well last season, right? Like they, like they recruited the first couple classes under him that did really well, but they had their lowest class of his tenure. They sent the fifty second ranked class in America last year, so it wasn't yeah. even like a was good it, was year it, for was them. Was it a smaller class or anything? It's thirteen just, commits, but okay, I mean, yeah. you know, Indiana signed fourteen. It was once below them. Yeah. Uh, they were behind Northwestern and Stanford. Both had small classes. They're behind SMU and Vanderbilt and Georgia Tech. Yeah. George Tech had 16 commits, and they they finished way ahead of uh, Arizona State. Yeah, you look at the class specifically; they have four four stars, um, one top 200 kid, um, Isaiah yeah. Johnson, the cornerback. Yeah, I, it's um, look if Jimmy Lake's bum ass takes two more recruits <laughs> than you and, and beats you by uh, 16 spots, it isn't a very good recruiting class. No, that's not that's not really what you want to see. I can't believe Washington landed a five star. That's it right, that Sam, Sam Huard. Huard. Yeah, yeah. They, well, I mean, to be fair, there were three five stars yeah. in Seattle, and they got one of them. Yeah, really, really knocking it out of the park out there, my yeah. man. You had three five stars in Seattle, and you got one top 100 kid. Dude, fucking Iowa! <laughs> Iowa had a top 25 class with 19 commits in this class. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking yeah. of, uh, did you see that spat today between uh, yeah, Kurt Ferris and Will Wade? I, I, I did. I yeah. It to you. Yeah. Uh, this is something else we can talk about real quick. But the quote here: uh, uh, Kirk Ferris gave an interview to the great and excellent Scott Doctorman, a former coworker of mine. Shout out mm-hmm. to Scott. Now works at the Athletic, covering Iowa. Um, he said. Uh, uh, I think college basketball is a great example of, uh, you know, not having, to paraphrase here, not having enough enforcement. He said, there's one school in particular. It's amazing to me. I think the AD ended up getting fired. There's a lot of collateral damage. And the guy who was on tape is still coaching there. Make that yeah. make sense to me. Referring to LSU and Will Wade. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like the idea of, of Kirk Ferentz talking like like a 21-year-old. Well, I can't make fun of 21-year-olds, but like a 21-year-old, um, like, like bisexual <laughs> woman with BPD tweeting. Right? Make it make sense to me. Right, he's, yeah, 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 he's yeah. like uh, not LSU cheating in basketball. Like, that's just, just how he's talking. Everybody's adopting the language of like Tumblr girls, and it's so annoying. Like Kirk that's Fer- the tea on that. Yeah, child. yeah. Kirk Ferentz start, starts walking around looking like a Bushwick girl. Oh dude, oh my god. I, I hope I hope that this person doesn't hear this, but uh, I don't know why she would. But this girl I went to high school with, who is you know my age, twenty seven year old woman, okay, was like an honors AP student. Be really funny school. if she did hear this. This is really funny. Yeah, yeah. Is it like honors AP student all throughout high school. Uh, you know, went to a college, graduated, you know, great honors, all that shit. You know, very smart, educated woman. Yeah. Just decided, like, the age of 27 to start, like, talking, like, in, you know, internet voice, basically. Cool. And this weekend, she, and, and I just kept repeating, like, a cone or, like, a mantra in my head. She kept saying, she tweeted, Lord Binby in it. And I can't stop saying that. Because <laughs> it's such an unnat, Lord Binby in it. Yeah. Just say it for you. Say how you Lord Binby in it. Lord Binby in it. <laughs> What does that mean? It's just like a little thing you can turn around in your head. And just you will find enlightenment if you say it often. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Kirk Kirk Ferentz at after at a uh, at a post game press conference. He's just like he's uh, well, and that's on that. Kirk, Kirk Ferentz tweeting new Grimes album. Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> pre-game press conference, someone's like asking him, like, uh, well, what do you think of the defense? And he's like, we need to talk about the defense. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk Ferris calling Matt Campbell Chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> he's posting like the pastel pictures. It's like, oh we cannot God. normalize Iowa State. <laughs> um Kirk Ferentz posting like about what's this strange coach's name Chris Doyle he's, yeah. like, he's like why do you need to let people grow and yes. like, sorry yes. what your sign says about your racist strength coach yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius rising honestly that's why I, I vibe so well with Chris for so long oh god I can well, do this all day yeah, well, yeah, we should probably get into the actual <laughs> we have we have um, at least you know a dozen BPD bisexual yeah, women listen to this yeah, podcast. It's, it's, yeah, the, the my racist strength coach might not see this post, but yours will. <laughs> um, <laughs> how you can decolonize yourself in the Big Twelve mindset? <laughs> oh my god! Um, recruiting five star linemen is actually fat phobic. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh you you guys are being bad player phobic right now and uh your your three star recruit you, It's honestly you, not vibes. Yeah, it's <laughs> Kirk Ferentz flat tummy oh team. Kirk Ferentz talking saying that they lost because uh, Aquarius was rising or something. Uh Kirk Ferentz tweeting at his dog groomer on Instagram and and or, oh wow well, tweeted on Instagram damn yeah. I'm fucking old. Unbelievable. Uh, okay, on that note, let's just uh, let's get on to the past tweeting it on Instagram. <laughs> Fuck. Kirk Ferentz announcing that he has put down his freshman wide receiver because he just had behavioral issues. <laughs> Oh, there's 500 Iowa I can keep doing Yeah, 500 Iowa blue check reporters and the replies like you did the right thing. I'm you're I'm, you're, I'm so proud, you're so brave. Like, Kirk Ferentz being like honestly a cab, but when I see one of my players walking with his shorts past his ass in the weight room, I am ready to fucking go off. I just see red. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait for the first like Tumblr language coach. That, that uh, it's just going to be shit. like PJ Fleck or something. Yeah. It's my fucking Brian oh, Hartline, for being honest. Oh, dude, let's go. Um, it's it's time. All right, do you want to do the, <laughs> the Pac-12 preview now? Corey Dennis telling Quinn Ewers that his mullet is so aesthetic, and then Quinn Ewers immediately decommits. <laughs> Corey Dennis is sending the uh, the 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 emoji that all uh, mentally disabled or <laughs> mental disorder women love no, to put. Right <laughs> Where they, it's like the uh, it's the uwu face, right? He's just sending that to Quinn Ewers in the replies the of an Instagram eyes, post. Like the, yeah, the, the big guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just, just posting that on every single one of his posts. Quinn Ewers is like, I'm going to go to Texas. <laughs> Whoever the NIL coordinator is for like Oklahoma, like being like, honestly, I just like to cash at my bay whenever he needs something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what we what we also need is we need more Hotep coaches. Yes. <laughs> we, need, yes. we need the coaches that do like the Beta Sigma posting. Uh, uh, the pastor of the New Spring Church posted a TikTok where it's like, I'm 51, he's 18. <laughs> One of those things where they're answering the questions on the TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay, come on, come on. <laughs> Ryan Day posting like an extremely face tuned picture is just like feeling a little down right now. <laughs> Urban Meyer getting blown out by Iowa and be like, honestly, I should not be alone right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, guys, I know I know you think it's funny to make fun of me losing to Purdue by thirty, but it hurts real people's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Uh, Richrod losing his final game by like 39 points in the Territorial Cup and like just saying a Snapchat where he's like visibly crying just yeah. being like streaks but don't text <laughs> oh god it's, so it's like the black screen <laughs> anyway look uh, Arizona State's cool I think it's funny I don't care about it it's yeah. just uh, but it is really funny the hype to the story was this guy uh, you know the random he works for Clay Travis, right? This freak, yeah, it's uh, like some outkick George Reitster, something like that. Yeah, it's a yeah. fake ass name. Anyway, uh, being like this will ruin legacies and disrupt the balance of power <laughs> right. out west. Yeah, what power? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who's winning games out west? This is my this is my report on on Arizona State uh, partnered with Project Veritas. <laughs> We're gonna take <laughs> these fuckers down. The only thing that's gonna disrupt the power the balance of power out west is if uh, you know fucking Nick Starkle leaves San Jose State. That's yeah, that's way. that's right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into this here. <laughs> now it. that we've done a completely insane bit, we usually save those for the end. We got mm-hmm. it out of the way early. Who um, is your worst team in the Pac-12? Patrick? I've got tier. I've got five tiers here. There's one in a tier of its own um, in tier five. Uh, we're going to Arizona, baby. Woo! <laughs> we're going out. We're going out to visit with Jed Fish. We're going Jed fishing. Um, get your bait. I'm going Jed fish mode. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Jed fish mode. <laughs> I am DMing a 17 year old receiver about how cool my car is and hoping he commits. What a beast. Allegedly. What a beast. Yeah, I'm getting in a fight with my equal, Zach Smith. <laughs> Uh, him and that guy at Wide Outs used to coach at Nebraska. Yes, sir. Yeah, the DUI guy. Yeah. <laughs> Just three kings hosting a round oh, table about God. how to fuck up your yeah, lucrative dream, receiver dream, job. Dream, br- dream blunt rotation right there. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Smith, Keith Williams, and Jed Fish. Uh, Braxton Miller is like off in the other room, like talking to you about like how crystals can help like you yeah. know protect your energy. Yeah, he's selling you Advocare. <laughs> This rocks. I'm already having fun on this podcast. Oh, man. Um, All right, so Arizona hired Jed Fish. We talked a a while ago about how bad of a hire this was. I think this Mm -hmm. was our first show. We just, we came out guns ablaze and talking about bitching about bad coaches. (laughs) Jed Fish. Clearly not a precursor for everything else we've done on this podcast. No, no, for sure. Um, I I mean, (laughs) I don't really know what the appeal is here. Um, They lost Grant Grinnell, who I know you like. He's he's at Memphis now. Yeah, where he's going to be. The, Good, yeah. Yeah, presumably, it doesn't even seem like they know who the quarterback is going to be. Um, Will Plummer is there. Jordan McLeod is there. Gunnar Cruz is there. Really a murderer's row of guys who just aren't very good. Um, I, I, I just... I, I, I like Don Brown, the defensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I think that he's... Do you really? Yeah, I think he's a lot better than people gave him credit for. Um, when you're playing, when you're, you're being compared to Ohio State every single year, yeah, your defense is going to look pretty shitty in that game, usually. Um, Do you think there's an effect, though, where like once one team <laughs> kind of figures out a defense and just like cracks it, that it kind of becomes easier for every other team to do afterwards, too? You know what I mean? Like Kind of like once... Um, once Boston College figure out that sugar huddle thing against yeah. Brent Venables, like teams that have more talent could do it way more effectively against them. I I guess, but like they didn't for the most part. Well, Ohio like, State, yeah, did, right? Ohio Just State did, did, but like a lot of yeah. them did. Like, well, it's not like, my fault, coaches are stupid. Yeah. yeah, no, but like like Notre Dame didn't. You right, know? Notre right. Dame had the talent, and, yeah, and so I and Michigan's defense, generally speaking, under Don Brown was was good, yeah, good, and I think they just had a couple games the year which yeah, 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 and I, I think his his heavy man coverage thing is obviously going to just just going to get you in trouble when you're right. less talented. But um, could BYU just torch them week one even though they have no talent back? 
I mean, could they just be smart enough to do that? I, I wonder mean, if they are. I mean, potentially. Yeah. Um, I, if BYU was was if this was last year's BYU, then yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If it's this year's BYU, then <laughs> maybe uh, maybe I'm a little less confident in that. Um, but it, it's I I like him. I like a lot of what he does. I think that the and this is something that we talk about sometimes. I think his ethos on defense fits this program pretty well because mm-hmm. they have the history of the Desert Swarm of being very aggressive on defense. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a great staff to. <laughs> try to do that with generally speaking but I, I like uh, Jalen Harris up front the defensive lineman is like their only good defensive player yeah um, I don't think the defense is going to be terrible it's just that Jed Fish is coaching the offense and other than like Michael Wiley on offense they don't have anything there how long until Scooby Wright is on staff here <laughs> he might be now let me get a look at where he the is JT right now. Barrett of defense <laughs> truly um, if only there was another comparison of on Ohio State's teams recently for like a really Come bad. On, he's way better yeah. than tough Portland. That's not fair to tough Portland. <laughs> okay, yeah. He he spent a couple years in the NFL. He was that's right. He was a Browns uh, seventh round pick. Hmm. Good good for him. Interesting. You are not allowed to talk about draft picks, <laughs> Mister Najee Harris, in the first round. Uh, no comment. Thanks. <laughs> uh, looks like he just played for the DC Defenders. So uh, hope he wasn't arrested for the insurrection on January sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, uh, they actually couldn't get a hold of him because there were 27 guys named Scooby at that event. Uh, yeah, he played for the DC Defenders in 2021 and the DC Offenders in 2021. He's, he's actually going to be starring the Longest Yard, the remake. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a documentary. Um, anyway, allegedly parody, <laughs> non-actionable. Uh, what's he going to do? Um, do you have Arizona thoughts? Um, no. No. <laughs> I pretty much all I had to say about Jet Fish just that he fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, I think you said Don Brown is like I guess as far as this tier of schools goes. I mean, I mean, I mean, like the bottom of Power Five conferences. Like one of the better coordinators. On I, either I side can't of believe schools. he didn't get a better job. I think it's very weird that he's, he's here. Just, old and disagreeable, right? Everyone hates working with him is what I hear. I think yeah. he just seems like a prick at this point. Yeah. He kind of just wants to do his thing and be left alone, which I, I coach as inexperienced and incompetent as Jed Fish will let him do that. <laughs> yeah. And also they work together previously, so there's, you know... So yeah, maybe the there. defense will be decent here at some point. I, I don't know how long he's going to yeah. get to build that, um, which is you know, troubling because they don't have the talent for that yet. Um, I mentioned him earlier, but I do like uh, I do like running back Michael Wiley, the mm-hmm. son of the other Michael Wiley who played right. at Ohio State. Um, he didn't get a ton of touches last year. He only carried the ball 31 times, but he averaged 7.2 yards per touch. So That's nice. My recommendation to Arizona would be to give him the ball. He's like the, the stout little kid. He's like 5'10". Like yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. looks exactly like his dad. Yeah, <laughs> he's... Yeah. he's, he's uh, <laughs> He's listed as 5'11", 202. Okay, he's, that's he's, great. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks exactly like his dad. Um, um, do you want to go through schedule with me? Yeah, sure. Okay. They lead off the season uh, where this will be the least fun game this location <laughs> of the season, but BYU plays Arizona in Vegas. Oof. Uh, 10.30 night game on Labor Day. I think it's uh, probably a loss. Yeah, that's a loss in my opinion. Um, they get San Diego State at home next. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, that San Diego State defense is good. Um, they catch Northern Arizona at home for a W. Okay. And are immediately going to get their shit pounded in by Oregon on the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a one and three start. Oh, man. Going into their early I, bye I, week. I think we're going to talk about this. I think Oregon is, is good for a clunker this year at some point, but I don't think it's that it's, one. It, not at home against yeah, Arizona. No. Yeah, but they, I agree with you, and we'll get to that. But, uh, okay, so they have a bye week right after that. Uh, love to see an early bye week for this team. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. They, they can UC- they can they can spend lots of time sort of resonating thinking about what they've done. <laughs> they catch a UCLA at home. Okay. Uh, that Chip Kelly Don Brown battle would be really cool ten years ago. Oh man, um, <laughs> I that's, think a, UCLA, that's a loss. Yeah, yeah UCLA. I, I I kind of like UCLA. We're we're gonna They're get fun. to it. I kind of yeah, like they got UCLA. A little something there. Yeah. Uh, 
They go on the road at Colorado the week after that, which that's Colorado's not very good, but that's still a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then they catch Washington at home, which is a loss. Okay. They go at USC, which is a, a loss. Starting to see a theme here. They catch California at home, which that's, I think a is a loss. loss. Yeah. yeah. And Utah at home, which <laughs> feels like a loss. Oh, no. Then they finish out the season with two road games okay. at Wazoo. Which is a loss, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. And the Territorial Cup at Arizona State. Yeah, I think there are maybe two possible wins on this schedule, which is tough. <laughs> are you saying Colorado? Or? One of, like, Colorado or Wazoo could be possible, or maybe I guess. San, maybe San Diego State is an outside chance. Honestly. Yeah, because San Diego State's offense is also terrible. But yeah, but they're going to go 0 11 against the FBS. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's uh, good job, guys. Way to hire Jet Fish. Yeah. <laughs> you guys really did it. It's not like you're one of the more, uh, you know, growing states in the nation in recruiting so or anything like that. Like, I mean, come on. We all know, like, uh, it's it's nice to have a place where it's desirable to recruit. There, let's, let's face it. Look, Arizona and Arizona State have a lot of very attractive women in a beautiful climate. Yeah, uh, a huge party schools that are fun to go it, to. It really, it doesn't seem like it should be that hard. It, yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to out-recruit you know, Texas or Texas a and or something yeah. like that, but you should be out-recruiting Colorado and I, Utah and, and Washington State and all the other schools that are like under your tier. And I, I do feel like they should have had at least one good year during the this time where Texas has been down. Texas has been down for like a decade, guys. Yeah. Not to mention Texas Tech being down, who also you recruit against heavily, like in West Texas yeah. and in Arizona. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, I guess Arizona they went, State even like had a rebuild during the last period for them too. Yeah, like, I guess they went ten and four in twenty fourteen. But like other than that, it's been mostly garbage. And I just like guys, come on, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it should be that hard. My gosh, I mean, yeah. Who would you? Uh, wouldn't what would you be? How much money would you be offering Graham Harrell right now to be your coach? Oh, I mean, yeah, he he would certainly have to be up on the list. Um, the the one that I liked uh, that I I think I got pushed back from you on. But I do still like this guy as a coach. I just think he's in, in an impossible job. Mm-hmm. Um, Dino Babers has connections to Arizona. Yeah. He was uh, he was Dick Tomey's offensive coordinator, which is impossible to think about because <laughs> Dick Tomey was there in the 90s. Yeah. So I think Dino Babers must just be like 80 years old. We just don't he know. He is it. really old. He yeah. looks young. He's just an older guy. He's like in his late 50s, I believe. Yeah. Um, um, but I think he would be good at literally any other school that isn't Syracuse because I think Syracuse is just doomed. Uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, Syracuse <laughs> is bad, yeah. But I mean, like, it doesn't have to be this bad. I mean, yeah, and, we don't have to get into that. Yeah, and he he before, he did win there briefly. He had that one cool year with. Yeah, they had, Dungy, I think they had right? two two decent years with Dungey. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think right. I told the story before already, but a girl I knew in college, his little brother, played whenever Dungey had his like nineteenth concussion of his career. Okay, and came in for a couple games. Cool, good yeah. for, good for him. <laughs> um, we're gonna go to tier four now. Here, um, Ryan, we got Oregon State and Washington State in here. First, did you have any disagreements with this? No, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, the only question is will any other schools here join them? Yeah. Uh, I think Colorado's got a shot to be this bad. Yeah. But uh, I'm curious about Stanford too. But we will we will get to that. Yeah, I'm just out um, on David Shaw. Well, again, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. Where where do you uh, where do you want to start here? Oregon State or Washington? Let's State? talk about Oregon State because I think they might be buildings like they're still bad now yeah. but they're kind of trending in the right direction yeah i i don't hate jonathan smith i i think that um i think that that's just kind of perpetually a, a really really tough place to be one of um, the hardest jobs if not the hardest job in the power five yeah for sure um a place that probably should run the triple and 
kind of is <laughs> essentially they're they're not doing it in the in the traditional sense but they do run the hell out of the ball um Jamar Jefferson has quietly been one of the best running backs in college football for several years now yeah um I can't believe he's still around yeah it's it's wild he he's is eternal yeah because yeah. I mean he was the thing is he was so good there as a freshman and so he's just been sort of sticking around ever since um the number of close games <laughs> they played last year was honestly unbelievable uh they played six games and all the last five were all with a one score. Yeah. Um, I believe Jefferson is gone, unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe he is gone. So it's... Uh, it's <laughs> so, is, this year's so goofy to keep yeah. track when you have guys, you know, yeah, the next year. He and, must have gone pro. He must have left early because he was damn. a junior. Um, yeah, he's with the Lions. Okay, sure. Jesus, the Lions have like 800 running backs. And they hate all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we love that for Dan Campbell. Yeah, they just signed Todd Gurley, right? And they're just going to take carries away from a very healthy, very talented DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Uh, much to the chagrin, I know, of many fantasy owners who have yes. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> no, no. We will, folks, we will never draft a running back. Uh, Man Campbell's very funny. He's yeah. one of the funniest. Dude, he, he rocks. I love him. Also, thinking Todd Gurley is still Todd Gurley is pretty funny, too. Uh-huh. Like, these running backs, unless you are Frank Gore, the only guy who's ever done this, yeah. you don't just deal with major injuries and get it back. You don't, yeah. like, knee arthritis doesn't go away. No. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Folks, they don't talk, They don't call him Todd Manley. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about Oregon State. That'll be enough out of you. Um, the appeal here is the running game. They bring back all five of their offensive line starters, which I think is nice. It was mm-hmm. it was a pretty decent offensive line specifically for running the ball last year. Yes. Um, Tristan Gebbia, the quarterback, is also back. He kind of sucks, but he's he's here. Um, I think, Former Nebraska player, correct? He yeah, yeah. They, this was one of the guys who of several um, Nebraska guys that transferred to Oregon State after yeah. being at Nebraska. It was with, part um, of the, uh, the the Keyshawn Johnson Junior class. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think like, so. They, yeah. They, he was his high school quarterback, if I recall correctly. Okay, at, at yeah. Calabasas. Yeah, and they, they had all the guys that went out to uh, Nebraska to play for, for Riley, and then Riley went back to, to be an administrator at Oregon State. That's right. Um, that would have been the Tyjon Lindsay class hmm. as well. Mike Riley quit another job? That's crazy. <laughs> um, did he? Qu- I think he got fired at Nebraska. He, he's quit like fourteen jobs. He's the he's like one of the goofiest guys. Okay, yeah. yeah. Him and uh, him and Kerry Anderson, best yes, friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wonder if Tyjon is still here. What a weird career he's. I had. believe he is still in college. I, 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 I uh, assume that'd be Oregon State. Yeah, I don't know. He's never done anything. He, no. He's that entire class of, uh, save for Haskell Garrett, that whole gla- uh, that whole class of Bishop Corman guys is just deeply cursed. Yeah. Because uh, it's, uh, I think, uh, Gao Teote was also on that team. Yeah, and, now he actually was really good as a freshman. He's just yeah. been so injured ever since and is allegedly going to be transferring soon, possibly to Ohio State. Yeah, alle- allegedly. Uh, they, they just, like, keep him on a string and he keeps seeming to be willing to wait. But... Lindsay is back. He's listed as, like, the fourth or fifth receiver on this Damn. roster. So um, That's brutal. Yeah, that was just, that, what a weird team that was. And cause... also, the class before him was, I don't know if you were this guy, Sam Bruce. Do you remember the Sam Bruce? Oh, yeah, I remember Sam Bruce, Bruce, the Auburn. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, yeah he signed with Miami though right because he was committed to like 14 different places yeah and one is like, him and uh, Nate Craig Myers were in that class he, Nate Craig Myers went to Auburn is what you're thinking of yes okay. uh, but Sam is the most South Florida South Florida guy of all time <laughs> yes and also in terms of just high school ability and like a camp receiver in terms of like when you didn't have the pads on just guys who could get open and camp yeah one of the most electric guys I've ever seen in my entire life he yeah. was so fun to watch yeah and also had a voice uh, and he spoke like this despite the fact that he was like 5 foot <laughs> so, 9 160 man, pounds man running around looking like Ed Orgeron dude he's um, so funny <laughs> I, I, I think he had some a couple of criminal charges 
is and is oh, no, no longer playing football. Heartbreaking. But I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Shout out to you, Sam, if you're out there. I, I will just it's 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 hard it's unfortunate that I will permanently have stuck in my brain just various recruiting guys from like the mid twenty tens. You're telling me, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like those guys will just be there forever. Like yeah. um oh the kid uh Tristan Wallace. The, the quarterback. Oh, sure. The yeah. guy who decided he didn't want to be a college quarterback <laughs> and wanted to play receiver. The classic move. And then every school is like, hmm, well, we don't really want you if you're yeah. going to be a receiver. Yeah. Uh, um, which oh, is God. funny. Uh, Bruce Judson. We love Bruce Judson. Bruce Judson with the little baby mustache. Speaking of South Florida guys. was really funny. I think he ended up at USF, he, right? He, briefly. He was a Juco quarterback last mm, year, if memory tough. serves. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to see? Uh, I liked uh, Big Mike on Wainu, who ended up, I think, had a pretty good career. Oh, in Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But was just like in a camp setting. Just yeah. was looked like he was like 25 years old when every other kid was 16. It was just like constantly. I remember him yelling out weight room basically every camp he went to because he would just sit guys on their ass and one on one reps and O line, well, D line. Wyatt and I were laughing today because we discovered a, uh, I guess we didn't discover, we stumbled upon an, an eighth grader who's uh, six foot five, 290 pounds. That's cool. It's <laughs> and, the kid in Georgia, right? The, uh, oh, the defensive end or whatever. It might be. He posted a video and tagged a bunch of recruiting guys of him just throwing a regular eighth grader to the ground during a football <laughs> game. And it's like, what? what is the value well, of seeing the, this? The famous one is Dylan Moses, who. Uh, in his eighth grade highlight video, famously used an eighth grader to tackle another eighth grader by throwing him into oh, him, and, and like not from like close range, from like yeah. five yards and, away. And something that we do think is cool is that he ended up getting a contract entirely because of his eighth grade highlights. Yeah, he rocks. <laughs> so he never did anything else. He was just he was really good in eighth grade. Well, I mean. He started Bama for two years. Right? He just wasn't. He just, he just wasn't up. any good. Yeah, um, he was always hurt too. Yeah, but anyway, anyway Oregon, yeah. State, <laughs> Oregon State. Tristan so, Gev- Tristan Gevy is back. He's it, he's the quarterback it, here. Here's what you can say: They won the Civil War for the first time in they like did. a century. Yeah, uh, last year, which is cool for Jonathan Smith, and that will alone will get him like make sure he'll get five years. Yeah, and that's State. that's also why we are convinced that Oregon is going to have a clunker at some point because mm-hmm. it seems like they just always do that. Because um, Mario Cristobal, as it turns out, not a great in-game coach. Hmm, that's <laughs> kind of, weird. Kind of a dumb-dumb when it comes yeah. to that. Um, but I, I think that the offense is going to be okay. I like Deshaun Fenwick, the... Uh, the South Carolina transfer. Mm-hmm. He's he's the the new running back. Um, BJ Baylor is also here. He's fine. He didn't do much last season, but it's kind of hard to behind Jamar Jefferson. Um, and like I said, the whole line is back. the The passing game needs to be better if they want to be anywhere near balanced. the The running attack will get them points, but Gabby, I just I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's a very good player. Um, the The receivers should be okay. I like Chance Nolan, but it's the offense has to be better because the defense isn't going to be. The defense is just it's seemingly permanently stuck and just really bad, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the flaw of the Jonathan Smith era so far. Yeah, shocking that recruiting all of those uh, JUCO last chance <coughs> U cornerbacks didn't work out that well. Yeah, it's weird. I, I can't believe that that would uh, can't believe that that would yield this. Um, do you want to go through the uh, the schedule here? Yeah, happily. Um, we have a very interesting week one game where they travel to Purdue for a road game. That's a win. That's a win. Purdue's gonna know, be man. Purdue's gonna be terrible. Uh as you said, the defense is really bad, and I yeah. think David Bell goes for two hundred fifty yards. But Purdue's defense also has to play in this game. That's true. <laughs> and I don't think Purdue's defense can stop even a bad rushing attack, and this is a good rushing attack. Are you telling me the sixteen thousand screaming fans in West Lafayette <laughs> and a warm summer night in will a not fucking be wind tunnel going to intimidate this Oregon State crowd? I don't know. I honestly do think that Purdue wins this game. Okay, um, I'll, I'll give you that one, but I'm, I'm taking one later on when we have an argument. 
Okay. okay, uh, it's okay. another Pac-12 versus Big Ten game that we. Yeah, have. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a few. Co- no, 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 no. Hang on, you can have this one. I'll take that one. Um, okay, week two they play Hawaii. Okay, that's a win. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, then they get Idaho at home, which is also a win. Okay. Three and zero. Believe Paul er, Pat- Yeah, two and one. Okay, um, we, I'm taking the. Yeah, I'm, I'm banking that. Um, Paul Petrino is is out at Iowa, uh, Idaho still, so uh, hmm. we'll get to see him. Uh, Good to see him kicking around again. Be a nice motorcycle ride of a game. Uh, <laughs> Different Petrino, <laughs> baby. Yeah, it, uh, it runs in the family. They, they it go, rides uh, in the family. Nice. Uh, they go to USC the week after that. Um, you don't want like to, don't want to have to do that. Yeah, Not that's great. two and two. They get Washington at home, which is two and three. They get Wazoo on the road. We're talking about Wazoo next. The fact that it's a road game makes me think it's a loss. Okay. Um, Man, I don't like Wazoo. I, I don't I, like either of these teams. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Didn't they? Did they beat them last year? Who? Uh, I got to pull up here. One second. Uh, I also have it. Um, let's see here. They they lost by ten. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it to Wazoo. Okay. Um, that's two and four. Then a nice little bye week. Uh, Utah at home is two and five. Yep. At Cal is two and six. At Colorado's two and seven. Stanford at home. I think they can win that. I think, I, they I can think win they're going to get a dumb one. Uh, so I, th- I think I that think that's sense. a W. That's yeah. three and seven. Arizona State <laughs> makes it three and eight. And at Oregon, well, it'll be a testy game. Makes yeah. it three and nine. Yeah, that's tough. I, I hope that Jonathan Smith can can get something going here because I like him. It's just. It's it's really hard with uh, you know being in the Pac-12 North and and sort of being the kind of team that they are. I mean, I have them in three and nine, but I could easily see them in five and seven or even maybe six and six. Yeah, I think that seven. Wazoo and Purdue are both hinge games, and and you know maybe you maybe you pull another one at some point. Yeah, um, it is very funny to look at their their season last year because they played just about everybody close. They were uh, they lost by ten to Wazoo, six to Washington, six to Utah, three to Stanford, and then thirteen to Arizona State, and then it beat Oregon and Cal. <laughs> What a what a, what weird, a goofy what, ass season! What man. a weird team. This team is bizarre. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up, we will go to Wazoo, who we we've talked about briefly. Hmm. Um. This this one is is another one because, like with Oregon State, I didn't mind the hire. I I think Nick Rolovich makes sense in this spot, right? If you're losing Mike Leach, you you kind of hired him again, just in a in a younger version, right? Um, like a younger kind of less annoying version, and I I don't hate that. It's just this is another place that's just really hard to win at. Um, and I think that Leach was such a unique sort of personality, fi- yeah, and, yeah, personality talent, yeah. And, and figure in his offense is so specific that I think if you, if you hire any sort of, 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 you know, copy of him, it's just not going to be as good. Um, and that seems to be kind of what they're bumping up against now. And obviously it's been what, one year, right? It's, it's uh, you know, 2020 is sort of a hard year to, to gauge what he's going to do at Wazoo, but it sort of just feels like we're heading down that path of like, it's never going to quite be what it was with Leach. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty fair. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I think this is this team that, like you said, with Rolovich kind of coming in and, and doing the system, it, is going to live or die with the quarterback, really. Like, I mean, yeah. that is going to be the expectation here. And that's tough to, you know, you know, plan for when you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. Yeah. Right? Uh, Jaden Delora, who's uh, last year, he started four games as a freshman last year for Washington State. He's, I think he's good. I, he I like Jaden He's fine. Delora. He was inconsistent, yeah, but he's but... suspended due to an offseason DUI. Yeah. So we don't know when he'll be suspended for, how long could be. Mm-hmm. And they brought in um, Jarrett Guarantano from Tennessee another, as a transfer. Another recruit that will be permanently stuck in my Yes. Yeah. yeah, his dad's like a big New York cop guy. Very funny dude <laughs> um, in a certain way. Um, but... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, think, I don't think you bring in. A, I don't. First of all, I don't think a guy like Guarantano agrees to come unless you tell him he has the job. Yeah. So I, I think while Delora is suspended, which is, I will say, a wild thing to do, to uh, tell Jarrett Guarantano while that he's Delora got a job. is suspended, he'll have the job, yeah. and then after that, it'll be competition. Basically, if he's good enough, he'll keep the job, and if he's bad, he'll lose the job like he does many times. Yeah, because, like he usually does. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know. At the same time, I, I, I don't think Guarantano is a very good quarterback, and I think you know he had some very stupid decisions at his time at Tennessee. Yeah. But it's also so hard to fault a guy like that with all of the bullshit he dealt with. Yeah, it's, I'm interested to see what he looks like in a um, offense that you know has anything going for it. Yeah, at any all. kind of plan. Any yeah, goal. any sort of even coaching really. Yes. Like, like I don't think Jeremy Pruitt had offensive coaches on his no, staff. No, he just had like you know whips and yelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I mean, it usually like, some guys uh, are into that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Um, yeah, you get a you get a very specific kind of team with that. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee walking out, all their players got Gibbs suits on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the they become the latex team. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Washington State is, is going to be an air raid team. It's an air raid, you know, it is what it is. They're going to be throwing the football a lot. We'll see what happens with them from there. Yeah. Uh, what else can you say? I mean, you know, it's, it's Washington State. They're just the most unpredictable team in college football. Yeah. They'll win some game against a good team that'll in the top 25, they'll beat them by three touchdowns and then they'll lose to like uh, the worst team in the Ma- uh, Mountain West. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I think Mac, Max Borgie, the running back, is decent, right? He's He's been he's, there forever. Dude, he is a funny guy too because he is such a fantasy darling because yeah. like, if you follow like the advanced statistics, the pass catching is a huge deal for running back position. It's mm-hmm. a great indicator of success. But when you actually watch it, like he's good. Yeah, his, I don't think his he's 2019 like, stats are hilarious. Have yeah, you ever seen these? I, I'm, trust me, I'm yeah, very familiar. Yeah, 127 yeah. attempts, 817 yards, 11 touchdowns rushing, 86 receptions, 597 yards, five touchdowns yeah. receiving. He's a fun receiving back. People yeah. thought he was Christian McCaffrey for a second, and Oof. that is not. What yeah, he is. no, he's not that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Could he be like Javid Best or something? Could he be? Uh, Who's the back? Who's at Detroit forever? The, the Lions, the, uh, the oh. pass catching back. You know what I'm talking about? Javid Best is the one that comes to mind, but I think you've poisoned my brain with that. There's a second one. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter, but yeah. you know he can fill that role. He can he can just be a pass catching back in the NFL or satellite back. What would this like be that. like 2013? I'm gonna, I'm gonna track this down. Right. Just, um, uh, as, as soon as I know the name, it's gonna it's gonna. If you just Google satellite back, it's probably one of the top five options. So. Oh man, um, uh, Theo Riddick was there forever forever um reggie bush was there pull up like 2015 lion stats okay let's see here this is this is good this is yeah this, <laughs> this is good, good let's audio. see if we can find the year just by vibes what would this be a, a jim caldwell guy um let's try 2015 okay amir abdullah um zach zenner i don't uh not not seeing a ton next here. year next year okay let's <laughs> keep it rolling here um it's in this time frame theoretic dwayne washington uh, Justin Forsett. Man, real murderer's row. Yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe there wasn't a, a lion. No, 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 maybe no, the no, lions no. don't exist at all. 17? <laughs> no, nothing in here either. Um, it, I, does, it doesn't really matter. I vaguely I know who you're talking about, but I, uh, I, I can't. I can't find it. Yeah, what can you do? It doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah. But, but the overall point that I'm making here is uh, he's an interesting player. I don't think he's good enough to carry this team. I mean, they're going to throw the ball, and they'll get some weird results, and we'll see what's going to happen. They'll be yeah. some shootouts. Like- I, I'll say also, they um, quietly don't really do that anymore. They, they don't really throw to the running back all that much. Yeah, uh, um, they and probably should. They probably should, but the uh, the run-and-shoot doesn't call for that a ton. They, they threw to the running backs um, like... 
<laughs> three times last year yeah. total. Um, Dion McIntosh had two receptions. Borgie had one. Um, I think Borgie must have been hurt because yeah. he only had ten carries last year. Here's a here's a fun little <laughs> fun fact for you. In uh, in 2018, I <laughs> took the uh, the GRE because I was considering becoming like a history uh, doctorate guy and becoming okay. a PhD. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I looked at Washington State's problem for a while program for watch so, yeah and there is some alternate universe out there where instead of doing a football podcast i am uh, you know studying like i don't know like you know 19 or you know like 1380s french history in the palouse uh okay could be an interesting timeline all right <laughs> all right i'm in yeah all right i'm in um kevin smith is that who you're thinking of no. No. Okay. Kevin's, I don't. I don't know if it was a lot. Kevin Smith. Guy. We had the famous Kevin Smith tweet. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Kevin Smith was really poning their end zone area. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Let's go through the schedule. Um, yeah. The defense is going to be very good. The offense is. It's a run and shoot offense. You know yep. what you're getting here. Um, they got Utah State to open the season, which is a W. Yep. They catch Portland State on 9-11, which is a W. Okay. They get USC at home the Saturday after that. Now, That's, they're going to lose that game, yeah, it's but they be will stupid. also be up two touchdowns at halftime. Yeah, they're going to lose that game, but everyone's going to feel bad afterwards, yes. which is kind of the Washington <laughs> State promise. Um, they go at Utah, okay, which is a loss. Yep. Uh, they get California on the road, which, is which a loss. I think is a loss. You know, I want to reverse my Oregon State take, and I think Washington State wins that game. Or do we already have it that way? We have it. We okay, have it that cool, way. cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So three and three. Three and three. Stanford at home. They're going to beat Stanford, dude. Stanford sucks. Okay, all right. Uh, four and three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they catch BYU at home. That's five and three. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I think BYU is going to be... Who's the quarterback at Washington State at that point? Is it Jaden Delora again? It's Delora or Grantano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, there are worse quarterback situations out there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. For example, BYU's. Yeah, all right. Five and three, I Five guess. And three, I'm, then, I'm banking a couple of these here for one big one. Then they're going to be in Tempe to play Arizona State on Halloween. How that's, do you think that's going to go? That's not going to go great, I yeah, don't think. The Arizona State will have a fun time afterwards. Yeah, uh, I do like when Washington State plays on Halloween. I remember yeah. a couple years ago they had a... The, it was like game day was out there for Halloween or something. That was very cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, so five and four, then a bye week. Then they're going to get smashed at Oregon. Okay. Uh, five Jeez. and five. Yeah, that's not a great matchup for uh, this team. Then they're going to get bowl eligible when they beat Arizona on Friday night to go six okay. and five. Okay. Uh, and then they're going to go at Washington to be six and six. Boy, that's really strange that they can go six and six and Oregon State's going to go three and nine. It kind of shows the value of like not scheduling anybody. When yeah, you- <laughs> scheduling smart is like useful. Yeah, um, and also getting lucky, I guess, because yeah. they got pretty lucky with this draw. Um, yeah, six and six is a, is a really good year for this team, I would say. Go I don't, Cougs, I don't think that they are a six and six caliber team, but I also don't disagree that there's a decent chance they get there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move up into tier three now here. Um, we've got five options. We've, we've got quite a few options in tier hmm. three. So tell me where you want to go here. We've got Utah, UCLA, Cal, Colorado, and Stanford. I think Stanford's the worst of these teams. Let's talk about them. Okay, let's go to Stanford. Um, Stanford is in a really weird spot right now because of the whole <laughs> David Shaw thing where he was really good for a really long time, and, and it, it's... I don't think it would be fair to say that that was a, you know, a result of just the Jim Harbaugh era. Like he did a lot of that recruiting, he did a lot of that coaching and they were yeah. they were really good. But it seems like as the Pac-12 uh kind of strength has shifted and Washington has become a good again, mm-hmm. Stanford has just lost anything that made it Stanford. I've heard people say that he's just like so good at recruiting offensive linemen and tight ends and yep. so bad at recruiting basically everything else now. 
Uh, like, yeah. he, like that's like basically his only strong suit, and everything else he does is just like kind of a below average in recruiting. Yeah, which I can't, I can't really blame him for because it's it's hard to recruit to Stanford. Like it is, is it? it a lot? A lot of smart schools say this, but it is true at Stanford and Northwestern. It's not true at like Michigan. You just have to. I mean, yes, it's hard to get guys academically qualified, but at the same time, once you do, like you should never be losing a recruit to like you know uh, Texas Tech or like a school. Like sure. That. Yeah. Like. I don't know if they're recruiting a lot of the same guys, though. Probably true, but I mean, even like like just the area you're in, you're in a beautiful area of the country. You know, you're in the Bay Area. There's so many nerds out there who care about like Silicon Valley and still have these delusions that it's like cool or helpful to humanity or yeah. you know the place that should not be firebombed. <laughs> yeah, um, and. You just recruit those kids. You recruit those dorks who care about cryptocurrency or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> like a five-star offensive lineman posting Elon Musk memes. You really do get those guys. Yeah. Like for, I mean, the guy who Ohio State signed is Harry Miller, who just is one of those dudes. Yeah. And honestly, like, belongs to Stanford. You yeah. Know? But, like, they got Foster Sorrell, who's a five-star offensive lineman. They got a few of those. Walker Little went there, right? Yeah, it seems like they stopped getting those guys, for the most part. Cause, mm, like, probably because David Shaw's gotten worse. Yeah, yeah. It seems like... And it's, it's like... It's hard because I, I, do, I do understand... You know, like I said, I do understand that it's kind of hard to recruit out there in some cases. Like, there are guys who just won't qualify that you would like to be able to recruit. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of hard to go across the country when you're at Stanford. Because, and also, the Bay Area does not produce nearly as much talent as the uh, Southern yeah, California Yeah, area. for sure. You don't really have much in the way of a base. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just... But, like, it's... A lot of their issues have been that they don't have a quarterback or that they don't know what to do with their quarterbacks. Like, Yeah, Davis Mills is not a bad player. Yeah, he, like, he probably should have been better, but they yeah. just didn't really seem to know what to do with him. When did he um, get drafted? He got drafted, didn't he? I don't know if he got drafted. I know that people were talking about how he should get drafted, oh, which, which is pretty funny. Seems, uh, yeah, kind of obscene to me, honestly. <clears throat> yeah, he was drafted in the third round, pick 67. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. Wasn't he the Houston pick or something? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they made the big uh, they made the funny. big deal about it, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure he'll be the guy there. I, I know we haven't gotten to this part yet, but I just want you to know, they have one of the most unbelievable neutral site games I've ever seen. You'll okay. be stunned whenever I'm, you hear it. I'm amped up for this. Is it UCF? Oh, it's better than that. Okay. Do you just get to the schedule? No, no. Okay. We we could talk a little bit more here about Shaw. I personally, I don't think I'm as low on him as you are. Um, but it is, it really is like they're so boom or bust because so much of their offense is based around like, do they have an awesome receiver? And if they do, then it will be at least capable. But they they didn't last season, and they still managed to go four well, and two because yeah. they didn't play anybody. Because the rest of their offense is just man ball bullshit, where you're yeah. just trying to run the ball down someone's throat, and like that kind of football just does not work as well anymore. Yeah, for, um, and that's that's certainly. And I think they lost a lot of their staff too. It's it's sort of a, a copy of a copy at this point of yeah. of the original staff, and it's just it's the the program's in a weird spot where I don't think you can really fire Shaw because I don't know I don't know who they're gonna get it would be better and I don't I don't know if they can do anything else like I don't know what else you could do at Stanford that isn't just the man ball because the best thing you can do is is recruit offensive linemen yeah but I think they just I think they already missed their window like I think we already saw their program's peak basically uh, under that like that early Shaw, late Harbaugh run is basically as good as they'll ever get. Yeah, and I guess you could try um, to bring Harbaugh back. He's going to be available after sure. this year. Yeah, he's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, like, they had their chance. Like, whenever Chris Peterson left Washington and uh, before Mario Cristobal got Oregon humming, yeah. which it seems like it is now, yeah. uh, that was your window, and you just totally shit down your leg. You didn't take advantage of it. You got worse as that happened. You didn't have any talent available. You couldn't move the ball. Um yeah, I mean their offense let their defense down consistently, and it's yeah. just the defense isn't even that good. It's like fine. Yeah, the defense like, has good. the defense has sort of fallen off. It was yeah. not very good last so, year. I mean, like, I don't know what the upside of this program is in the future, and the fact that to me that like David Shaw, 
who has not won double digit games in four years now. Yeah. Uh, 2016 is the last year he did it. Is still considered like a top twenty-five coach in college football. Yeah. Like you know, hasn't won a conference in six. Has to be six seasons without a conference title. Uh, come on, like what? Like I think it's just a little. His reputation is a little overdone, and maybe he should have jumped the NFL whenever he had that hype early on. But yeah, he, I mean, he might still have that hype. <laughs> like if, it, if NFL guys still yeah, think he's an NFL it's coach, it's hard to say. I mean, good for um, them. I do not disagree more, but yeah, good for them. Uh, I, I'm curious also about because I see two quarterback names here that I don't. Hey, Jack West and Tanner McKee, I think are both interesting, but it's fucking Stanford, so you know what they're going to be. Yeah, which is frustrating. You know, right? It's, they're going to they're going to end up with like twelve touchdowns to ten picks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, two thousand yards. Yeah, I like Dalen Wade Perry on the defensive line, but it's, it's he just, was a really fun recruit. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he went there. Yeah, but this this just feels like another Stanford team to me. You know, yeah. it's there's just not much going on here right now. Uh, do you want to get the schedule with me? Yeah, sure. So their opening game. Is a neutral slight game in Arlington, Texas, against Kansas State. <laughs> that is going to be one of the least attended neutral slight games I've ever heard of. And what? That is so stupid. What yeah. a stupid game! It's unbelievable. They must have scheduled that in like 2014 when both teams were kind of Dude, kind of good. Yeah, with uh, who was that? Colin uh, Colin Klein. That would have been a little before that. This would have been post Colin Klein when they weren't awesome, but they were like nine and three. Yeah, um, which is kind of what Stanford was doing around that time right. too. Right. That's um, funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's fun to think about. I think that's. I guess they'll win. Yeah. <sighs> Will they? Really? I, I kind of I kind of like Kansas State. That's I, fine. I, I I'll, think I'll that, defer to you. I think yeah. both teams are going to be. It's going to be an unwatchable yeah, game. I think that you're looking at two six and six teams in that game, but I think Kansas State at least knows what it is a little bit better at this point. Cause I'll tell you, I, I have a trip plan for that weekend with some friends from high school, okay. and uh, I will be drunk in a pool in Arizona that weekend. I will not be watching this game. I'll okay. be watching some college football to yeah. the chagrin of everyone you're, around You're going to pull it up on your phone while you're drunk in the pool yeah, and just watch yeah. Kansas State Sanford. <laughs> um, just electrocute myself watching this terrible game in Arlington. Yeah. Um, you're pulling yeah. it up on your smart toaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, after that, so I guess they're zero and one yeah. so far. Um, then they go at USC to go zero and two. Yeah, uh, I guess their zero and one is a great way to describe the Stanford <laughs> team. <laughs> so I guess they're zero and two. Then they have a road game at Vanderbilt. Um, which it's a win. It's maybe a, it's yeah, a win. It's yeah. a win. I don't think Vanderbilt is there yet. Yeah, one and two. I do just, like I do like Clark Lee. We'll talk about this on the SEC show. I do like Clark Lee, but yeah. they're not. Uh, I, I think, think there should be like a rotating cup between uh, Vanderbilt, Northwestern, and Stanford every year. They should just do that. Okay, that's kind of cool. Um, I am also looking forward to to, to talking about. Yeah, that, that does sound good. Get Duke <laughs> get Duke in there or something. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, Play yeah. smart school. Yeah, I am excited for four or five years from now when I can be the the count counterculture against people uh, like you who are Vanderbilt fans at that point because they hired a bunch of 24-7 like recruiting mm-hmm. analyst guys yeah. and I can be They're hiring the, me yeah, yeah. They, they've hired you and I can be uh, I can be the, the counterculture of uh, these guys are ruining football by going 7-5 <laughs> and five at Vanderbilt let's go uh, so they're 1-2 and two. then they get UCLA at home which they're going to get stomped yeah uh, that's 1-3 uh, they get Oregon at home to go one and four. Uh, Man, I, I miss when that game was good. That yeah, was, that was fun when they were both good. Uh, they get Arizona State in the road, which is one and five. Yep. We said they're going to lose to Washington State in the road, uh, which is <laughs> one and six. Then they get a bye week. Nice right. limping into the bye at one and six. Then they catch Washington at home, which is a loss. That's one yeah. and seven. They Man. catch Utah at home, which Man. is. One and eight. Jeez. Uh, now we said they'll lose to Oregon State, but should we reverse that? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, be... at this point, you're sitting at one and eight. I'm not sure that we do. I don't know if they. Yeah, do. Yeah, they might be one and nine at this point. They might just totally quit. 
Then they catch Cal at home, which they'll lose again. Jesus. It's one in ten. And Notre Dame at home to cap the season. Jeez. You're one in eleven. Jesus Christ. You could very easily see them going one in eleven. Here. Yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean, they could win like three or four games in the schedule, yeah, but I think, still I think their like, ceiling's like four and eight. Yeah, Jesus. Um there aren't that many winnable games in this schedule. They're just not good. Yeah. If Davis Mills was back, maybe they get to bowl eligible. Yeah. Right? But, so uh, so David Shaw goes four and eight, COVID year, four and eight. Yeah, that's uh, or or four and eight COVID year one in eleven. Yeah, man, man, yeah, it's uh, that's that's one year away from being fired. Yeah, we're if, we're all smoking. We're smoking the David Shaw pack these, yeah, this, man, this time of is, year, guys. I I have been an anti David Shaw guy for quite a while. Okay, uh, I think going back like five years, I've been saying he's overrated. Where many friends of mine have called him <laughs> one of the best coaches in football, and I yeah dispute it. Uh, that's a conversation we all love to have. Is is who's oh, the dude. who are the best coaches in oh, college? Oh, that is my favorite <laughs> thing to do, which is sit around a table eating wings. <laughs> <laughs> drinking beer or whatever and just talking about ranking your top 25 coaches for six hours um, <laughs> it's literally I mean I'm not joking Ryan, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan has been hosting this podcast for years um, <laughs> I'm just a guy with takes and I yeah, like to have them truly um, um, alright do you want to go to Colorado next stay in uh, stay in sort of this milieu of teams that might not be very good in tier 3 yeah sure I like the buffs yeah the buffs um, speaking of teams that had kind of a weirdly good COVID year um, it was year one of Carl Zarell who I, I really don't know why Colorado hired Carl, Carl Durrell, hmm. um, but he did okay in year one. They went four and two. Yeah. Um, they had an awesome running game with Jarek Broussard. Um, they couldn't do anything else at all. Sam Neuer, the quarterback, was terrible. The defense wasn't very good. Um, I... Uh, uh, we got Wrigley on the mic over yeah. here. <laughs> Patrick's cat is six inches in front of my face, meowing into the mic right now. Um, but Colorado is, it's its weird. It's a weird team. I don't know why they were able to do that so well last year, other than just they could run the ball, and a lot of teams in the Pac-12 just didn't seem to understand how to stop that, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think that they were especially good. I think they were just kind of lucky. Um, they uh, they bring back Broussard and uh, Alex Fontenot, which I, I think is is good. Um, they bring back four offensive line starters, and they also added, uh, I believe, Max Ray from Ohio State. Correct, transferred yeah. to Colorado. Yes, he's, sir. Was yeah. a he was a four star. I mean, he's a good player. He, was good he, at, he came yeah. in again the Michigan State game and kicked yeah. ass. Yeah, he uh, was good. Yeah, I like Max. I mean, that's a really solid offensive line. That's the best thing I can say for him. Yeah. They should be able to run the football. They also bring in J T. Shrout from uh, Tennessee. Oh, no yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be. Sam Neuer's gone, so it's going to be uh, Brendan Lewis and uh, JT Shrout competing for that job. I would imagine that Shrout wins. I don't think he's very good, but he's there. Yeah. Um. They they had a couple transfers. They brought in another offensive line transfer too. Um. I I think they're going to be okay. I think the offense is going to be okay. The defense um, probably not. Um. The uh the linebackers are pretty good, but just the rest of it really isn't um they don't, don't they have the chenault's little brother like isn't there a younger chenault uh, i i couldn't tell you i don't think he's very good if they do have him um really i thought i thought he was a guy there maybe i'm right but maybe he just signed or something i don't know i thought there was a, a younger chenault uh vontae chenault was there last year how'd he do 17 receptions 193 yards he's okay, he's okay. uh um, what year is he going into oh gosh um 
if his page would load. Uh, he was just a freshman, so he'll be a sophomore. This I'm, I'm hot. I, I've heard good things about him, and okay. I, I liked Visca Schnall yeah, a lot. Yeah, I certainly like his brother. Um, so maybe he turns into something that that makes the offense a little more fun. That could be a possibility. Yeah. Um, um I wonder if KD Nixon is still there because I liked KD oh, Nixon man, a lot too. That's but, another uh, Desoto guy, right? They was, just had a, yeah. Him and Visca both went to Desoto. Yeah, because he was a he was a senior last year, but I suppose he could be taking a COVID year. Um, I think the offense is going to be fun. I, I will say that much. Um, Brendan Rice, the wide receiver, is also good. It's just they're going to allow a bunch of points. I think this is going to be a fairly fun team to watch. I just don't think they're going to be like solid or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, just kind of a, a chaos team, which is more than I expected from the Carl Durrell era. Uh, Katie Nixon has transferred <coughs> to USC. Oh, man. Uh-oh. That is going to be a sick receiving core. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's, that's fun. spicy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like you, Katie Nixon. Do you want to go through Colorado's schedule? Yeah, sure. Okay. They lead off with a home game against Northern Colorado, which is an easy W. Okay. Um, they're going to get dick smashed by Texas A&M the week after that. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, although, I guess if you're going to get A&M, you want to get them before they really have their quarterback thing figured out. But I think they still whoop Colorado, right? I mean, yeah. this is probably not a competitive game. Yeah. I'm surprised A&M agreed to go to Colorado, though. That's a little surprising to me. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, cool. I, I like when Colorado is good. And, and it's so, one of those old Big 12 rivalries. Yeah. They both just split the conference. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, so one and one so far. Yep. They catch Minnesota at home, which I think is a win for Colorado. I like Minnesota a little bit. Um but not that much. I, I think getting them at home makes me think that they can win that one. Yeah, but, that'll yeah. be a competitive game. That's actually going to be like a sneaky yeah, that's, good game. That's not bad. Two pretty good offenses there. Just and that's, and that's also a one o'clock Eastern kick. So it's going to be great. Is you have that noon kickoff time? Yeah. And then you'll get like this will be finishing up like as right before the three thirty yeah. games uh, get going. Good. Hey, hey Colorado Athletic Department, why are y'all doing that? What do you mean? <laughs> I think it's nice. Why are they playing a one Eastern game? Uh, oh, fair enough. At home, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a ten o'clock or what's it, eleven o'clock local time? Why, yeah. Why are you? It's guys, not too bad. Uh, it's it's not terrible, but why are you guys doing that at home? Yeah, you shouldn't like, be doing that. Play it at one at one. Uh, I mean, this, uh, this mountain is, time. This is not a school that gets fans anyway. Like, like mm-hmm. I, actually, I have been to the stadium. That's very beautiful. It's a beautiful campus. And yeah, stadium. that's a really yeah. cool area. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a flipping the field special, just like two mediocre teams we're yes. both interested in. Yeah. And, you know, we're like, hmm, yeah, we'll that and how we're going to do NC State Corner every week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be the only ones watching these games. <laughs> exactly. Um, they go, so I have them at two and one. Then they go to Arizona State on the road, which I have them at two and two. Okay. Um, they catch USC at home in the KD Nixon revenge game. Could you see USC losing that no, game? Okay. Okay. No. That's going to be like a 55 to like 41 That's going to be an final. awesome game. Yeah, I'm, really I'm excited for that. And the, and the two, thin air, uh, too. They're going to throw yeah. the ball a mile. Two, uh, two great uniforms there, too. Yeah. So I have them now at two and three. Yep. Uh, and they catch a bye week. And they catch Arizona at home. I think they're three and three now. That's an easy win. Okay. On the road at California. What are your thoughts there? Mm. I think they can steal that game. I like the Cal defense, too. Like much. The Cal defense? Yeah. Okay. So we'll go three and four. Three and four at Oregon makes them three and five. Yep. Oregon State makes them four and five. Okay. At UCLA, probably makes them four and six. Um, mm, yeah. Okay. But they, damn, they might just steal one of those Cal or UCLA games. Mm, you don't think so? No. Washington at home. I think they win that game. Yeah. Five and six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you gotta give me that one. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm begging. Uh, okay. At Utah for a chance to be bowl eligible. No. Can they get it? No. Five and seven. Yeah. I think they're, Utah is, they're is five too five and seventeen, but they're a frisky five. Yeah, I think seven. they're a really fun five and seven team. Yeah. I, I would recommend watching these guys here. Um hmm, is Colorado my new NC State? <laughs> <laughs> Folks were looking into it. Um all right, do you want to go to Cal next? Yeah, might as well. Okay. Um Cal is I'd say interesting, right? I I like Justin Wilcox. It it hasn't 
really clicked there for whatever reason. It's just, it seems like every year they're, they're kind of supposed to be good. And then they're they're just for whatever reason, not very good. Um, they had an awesome defense for, for a couple years now. I don't know if it was quite as good in 2020, but also they played like one game last year. This is just a mean football team too. Like this is a team that I think takes pride in just pissing off your offense and really like just combobulating them. Like they really love to make you mad as a fan. Yeah. Uh, which I appreciate. Yeah. They played, they played four games last year. Defense was 48th, which is obviously not quite as good as it had been. Yeah. Um, Chase Garbers is, is so deeply strange as a player. Mm. Um, it, it's uh, I, I keep thinking that he's going to be good and he never is. They they couldn't run the ball really at all. It, it's pretty funny that you know Oregon went four and two with losses to Cal and Oregon State uh, <laughs> and still won the conference. Two very normal teams to yeah, lose to. Won the conference and uh, you know played in a played in a, a New Year's Six bowl. <laughs> Just a totally normal thing to do. Yeah, regular. Don't don't look at it too closely. It's regular. Yeah. Um, didn't they just land a top twenty-five class? Am I am I remembering? No, that's that correct. Correctly? They are yeah. something close to the end. They recruited pretty well. Yeah, nineteen commits, 29th. That's not too bad. That's, that's a solid <laughs> yeah. class. Yeah, they Jermaine Terry, the uh, four-star tight end from California, uh, four-star edge rusher as well. That's not that's not too shabby. Yeah, Cal's actually recruiting a fully Antifa team. Christ, that's their they, whole strategy. They had five four stars <laughs> last year. Uh, J. Michael Sturdivant. Um, Mavin Anderson and uh, Kai Milner, the quarterback. I don't hmm. hate that. That's not bad. Um, yeah. This as they're only recruiting Marxists. That's their that's their strategy. <laughs> at okay. Yeah, only- yeah, yeah. This is the uh, this is the country's most socialist football. Mm-hmm. Team. Yeah, this is the cow clip. The uh, the the critical race race theory team. Um, <laughs> I think if Justin Wilcox heard this, he would uh, throat punch us. <laughs> I dare him. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'd like to see you try. Actually, I don't think I would like to see. I think he played. Uh, uh, so maybe, <laughs> maybe not on all that. Um, Ryan, what do you what do you think about Cal? Um, I mean, pretty much all I know is the reputation. I have honestly not looked at the returning team too closely, but like you said, I, I expect a defense is just going to be uh, simply harassing opponents. Yeah. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I do not know much about them, if I'm going to be totally frank. I'm shooting from the hip here, which is pure takes and no real uh, informed opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> See, I trust you as the guy who consumes all the national podcasts. I don't I do not do it. We, yeah, we, uh, I, no one's really talking about Cal. I think Cal is just solving stunning. in that range of like... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying. To, they're, they're like basically in the Minnesota range. We're like, except yeah. they don't have like you know PJ Fleck as a carnival barker to talk about the team, but just like a team that's going to be seven and five most years, maybe yeah. eight and four, and uh, might have a special team every once in a while, but really hard to get too hyped about them. Yeah, I, uh, just, I'll say I like the defense. I think the defense is always going to be pretty good with Wilcox. Yeah, Garbers is back, which is interesting. Right. I just. I need the, to the, see it. At the some upside point. for this team is basically being Pat Fitzgerald North, Northwestern squad. Yeah, which right? is pretty good. Uh, really good. <laughs> yeah, they made two of the last three Big Ten title games. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is interesting all of the different hats that Cal has worn over the years. Yes. where they, they go from Sonny Dykes to this, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's why not helping. Just by the way, those polarizing <laughs> switches. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Tedford too. Like it's just fucking. It, it's it's you go from like. Jeff Tedford, who's kind who of good. he was he was good, yeah. um, kind of in between the two, recruited quite a bit of talent and like yeah. Marshawn Lynch guys like that, and then you go to full on air raid, and then you go to Wisconsin three four defense guy. I think they're probably they would have been better off. They just stuck with Sonny Dykes based yeah. on how he's doing down at SMU. But yeah. Also, it might just be easier to recruit to SMU than it is to Cal. <laughs> I think it is, especially for him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's a great fit in the Pac twelve in general because he's distinctly a sort of Texas yeah. figure. Um, and I, I don't hate what Justin Wilcox is, is doing. I we talk about that right now. I'm so excited to watch Justin this year. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm amped up. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the offense should get a little better. I'm interested to see if Jermaine Terry contributes right away because he might be the best, um, like, 
receiving threat on the team mm-hmm. immediately. Um, Jeremiah Hunter is also pretty good, the wide receiver, but Jermaine Terry is, is a talented freshman. Yeah. Um, it's just Ken Garber's get the ball to him. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball. The defense will be good. Um, I, uh, I like J.H. Tevis or Tevis a lot, the defensive lineman. Um, I like a lot of he their... He found uh, those Tevis cups. That's his invention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's sure. His thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Um the defensive line isn't isn't great. I do not. Um Okay, they're just these you've seen them. They're like the uh it's hard to explain. They're just like the double thick cups that have like a logo in the middle. I think I know what you're talking if about. If you Google yeah. them you'll recognize them immediately. Yeah, yeah but uh, no one really cares about okay. that. <laughs> anyway, the the uh the back seven is, is is I guess it'd be the back eight is is yeah. good. The defensive line is not especially good other yeah, than Yeah, what's he make? Than, Tiva sandals? God, um, but it's it's Cal. It's a Cal team. I don't know yeah. what else to tell you, people. It's Cal. They're they're going to be good yeah, on defense they're, and bad they're, on offense. They're fucking Cal. You yeah. know what this is. Um. Okay. They start the season getting Nevada at home, which is a W. Yes, they're going to beat Nevada. Nevada's going to be solid, but they're going to beat Nevada. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. They beat Nevada. Nevada's going to be one of the best teams in the Mountain West. Yeah, but they're not suited to beat Cal. I, I think so. they can be. I don't think Cal's going to score more than twenty points in that game, and you have to score at least twenty points to beat Nevada. I think we're. I'm on cashing it in. This okay, is a zero, this is an 0 and okay. one. They're 0 and one. I disagree with you. We'll see it on Saturday, September fourth. Um, <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be in Nevada. We're in Reno. We're filming the Reno 911 episode of Flipping the Field. We're filming the Hangover Four. Yeah. Uh, then they catch TCU in the road, which they will beat TCU. Okay. Uh, one and one. They catch Sac State at home to go two and one. Okay. Not high on TCU. Is that what I'm gathering? Here? Yeah. TCU's okay. gonna suck. Oopsie. I think. Yep. Oopsies. Uh, <laughs> Punch my one. microphone. Uh, at Washington is a loss, yep. probably, two and two. Washington State at home, we had that as a win for Cal. Yeah. Three and two. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. Then a bye week. Okay. Then they're going to go lose to Oregon on the road. Yeah. Three and three. At some point, we're going to have to pick a team to beat Oregon, but <laughs> I, uh, I don't think it's Cal. I'll be working on that. Yeah. Uh, three and three. Then they catch Colorado at home, which is four and three, we said. Yeah. Then Oregon State at home is five and three. Okay. And at Arizona is six and three. They're rolling now. Yeah. Then USC comes to town. Okay. Six and four. Uh, I think that'll be a good game, though. Yeah. At Stanford, though, in the game, yep, makes seven, them seven and, seven and four. Then UCLA on the road, they probably finish seven and five. Yep. That's a good season. Yeah. Seven and you're, five, you're, that's, that's a Cal fine. season. I will tell you, Cal should be happy with seven and five. <laughs> and hell, if you beat Nevada, you're you're eight and four. Yeah, and they won't, but if they do. Right. Um, you know, but they could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> refusing to let the, the other one get the last word. Um, all right, let's go to Utah or UCLA here. Let's to, talk about Utah, because I think the last five teams are the most fun to talk about. Okay. Um, we're going to go out to Utah. This is another one that I... I Kyle Winningham's Cavs preview. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know if we really are going to give you a ton of groundbreaking insight here. It's Utah, right? Like, you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, Jake Bentley's no longer here. He has transferred to oh, South Alabama. Yeah, that's right, South Alabama. Um, it's off the dome. Yeah, dude. I can't. I can't, be- I can't believe you picked that one before Woo! I could. Um, yeah, he's at South Alabama now. He and uh, do you know the head coach out there? Uh, it's the dude from Indiana. Came yes, on sir. Back. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Come I, on, baby. Do you know who the quarterback here is, though? Uh, the quarterback at Utah. It is a guy who you will know. Is it Tuttle or Sears? One of the two. Tuttle? It is Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer from yes. Baylor? Okay. Yes. Oh, they strangely took him, right? Yeah. Who's his backup? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Um, I think, like, someone. Hey, that's a good. <laughs> Charlie Brewer kind of sucks. Drew Lisk and Cameron Rising were the two here. Oh, uh, I like Cameron Rising in high school. Yeah, Cam, Cam Rising was, what, an Oklahoma recruit briefly? Something like or that. Or Texas? Yeah. Uh, one of those two. He was committed there and then ended up at Utah. Yep. Um, if you were committed to Oklahoma and you ended up at Utah as a quarterback, you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you did a really <laughs> shitty job. I think it was Texas, though. Yeah. Kyle 
Whittingham is just like uh, you just know exactly what his team is going to be, which is like he's going to have a pretty yeah, well coached quarterback. They're going to go like the, eight and four. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go eight and four. They're going to like beat teams that are sloppy. They're going to lose the teams that are better than them and also well coached. Yeah, and uh, they'll piss you off every game. Every I, I will also tell you this offense is deeply interesting to me yeah. entirely just because um, they have some really weird guys here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britton Covey, the wide receiver, is good. I like him, but listen to some of these transfers. Uh, running back Chris Curry. I don't know him. I don't know if uh, I don't know Where who do that. Play is. What's that? Where do you play? Out? Let's see. Um, he's not. He's just. I'm going off of this running list back here. Chris Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> Transfer him from Little St. James. <laughs> Chris Tucker. Uh, he was at LSU. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, that's not a bad place to get a running back from. But um, TJ Pledger from Oklahoma oh, is here. Manur um, McLean. I don't know him. Theo Howard, who I think was at UCLA. Mm, might be UCLA or North Carolina, one of the yeah. two. I might be two getting him confused. Yeah, I might be getting him confused with Pig Howard, uh, who visited North mm. Carolina several years ago. And then Jaquindon Jackson, the quarterback, is also oh, here. Um, I don't know if this offense is going to be like terribly interesting, but it is here, and it yeah, has a bunch be of you know what I mean? yeah, and it, control the ball well. Yeah, and, and it has yeah. a bunch of guys who are sort of notable. Um, I do like Jaquindon Jackson. I think he might be a guy down the road for them. I just. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he wasn't at Texas, obviously, and that's that's troubling. Um, the defense is what it will always be. Yep. Um, I uh, I like Devin Lloyd, the linebacker. They bring back eight starters, which is troubling for the rest of the Pac-12 because yes. the defense is going to be really good. I, I it's I mean it's it's what it is. Uh, Clark Phillips is fucking awesome. Also. Oh man, former Ohio State commit who yeah. uh, who decommitted whenever Jeff Halfley left the program. Yeah, uh, he's um, cool, dude. Yeah, maybe not a bad decision having watched Ohio State's defense in twenty twenty. Well, the other hand, the other take is that you know if Clark Phillips was here, the defense wouldn't look like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if well, you had Clark Phillips playing corner instead of you know Marcus Williamson running a four nine or Marcus yeah. Hooker running a five two or Sean Wade. Yeah, or Sean Wade. Yeah. <laughs> or seven. Seems like maybe you have to find a second good this quarterback. Is, this is not the Ohio State preview. Let's go to this later. Let's go to this later. I'm not. I'm We'll talk about this, Patrick. We got some. We got some um, time. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're Utah. The defense, I think, is going to be really good. The offense has a bunch of transfers who uh, I don't know could be something. Um, we we will we will see. Yeah, get um, into the schedule. Yeah, uh, they lead off with Weber State at home. Uh, okay. Then they go on the road at BYU, which. Uh, they're going to win that game. Yeah. Early on in the season. Be yeah, if we game. gave it, I don't remember who we gave it to earlier, but if we gave it to them, we'll give this yeah, to uh, yeah. Utah. That's that's two and zero. Oh. On the road at San Diego State. I know you like San Diego State. Um, I think this Don't is, this watch is that the, game. This is the kind of game that Utah just wins, though, because yeah. like San Diego State, they're not going to make mistakes. I think Diego Utah State. is a slightly better version of San yes. Diego State. Yes. Yeah. 3-0. They get Wazoo at home, which makes them 4-0. Then they get a bye, an early bye week, which we don't love. They go on the road at USC. Now, we know USC is more talented, but this is the exact kind of game that USC has lost under Kay Helen. I think Utah wins this game. I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Utah wins this game. Then, and by the way, uh, this next game, they get Arizona State at home. So we're sitting at 5-0 and right we're sitting now. We're at 5-0, which is a classic Utah season where yes. they end up like 5-0 and, and finish 8-4. And yeah, they're but, sitting at like 18th right now. Yeah, they go yeah, into yeah. the Arizona State game and might get game day. And uh, here's the thing about Arizona State. All these projections we have for them to like win all these games... They all assume that Herm Edwards is still the coach in a month. Okay. And that, uh, you know, Jane Daniels has not transferred to Greener Pastures, which... Uh, to Ohio State. <laughs> funny, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, hey Jaden Daniels, go up to Oregon, my man. I, I will tell you some of this <laughs> off the air, by the way. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, 
I, I'm going to tamper with Jaden Daniels and get him to Oregon. That's yeah, my promise to you. Cool. I mean, yeah, he's their 18th transfer quarterback on the roster. <laughs> this They've one will figure one. it out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so they're five and zero. They get Arizona State at home. I think they lose that game. I do too. I but, like Arizona um, State quite a bit. But if Arizona State doesn't have Jaden Daniels or Diamante Triano, yeah, uh, or Herm, uh, or Herm, yeah, which is uh, a this possibility. Is, this is an interesting game. Yeah, we could be looking at six and zero Utah. Here. Yeah, five and one. Then they catch Oregon State in the road, which is six and one. Okay. They get UCLA at home, which I, th- I think that's a win. win that game at yeah. home. That's seven and one. Do we love Utah? Hang on, at Stanford eight and one, oh. at Arizona nine and one. Oh then they catch Colorado at home to go nine and two, and beat. I'm sorry, catch Oregon at home to go nine and two, yeah. and then they go. They get Colorado at home to go ten and two. Jesus Christ! They, Is Utah going to be in the Pac-12 they, title they, game? They are a busted Arizona State away from the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and also they do have they, to beat USC and, beat and UCLA. But, but we just know Clay Helton fucks up these games. Yeah, and yeah, it's that's just as predictable as anything. God, Kyle Whittingham is really fucking good at this. Dude, he's fun, man. <laughs> and honestly, why hasn't USC just hired him? I don't know, man. It seems like they probably should. But um, yeah, I, I good, good for Utah. This this sounds about right to me. This is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think they'll, they'll probably blow one of these games yeah. and get up going nine and three. But nine and three is a great year. Yeah, for Utah. I always love when this happens when we when we go into uh, when we go into one of these and we're like thinking about a team. We're like, this will be these guys will probably be seven and five, right? And then we're yeah. done. Like this happened with uh, Houston a couple times ago. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. like, these guys are fucking terrible. And yeah, we, we got hate done with this it. Coaches, like, yeah, oh we my got God, their schedule so <laughs> easy. Go eight and four. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, round out tier three here with I think the most interesting of the tier three teams. Skip Chelly. Yeah, Skip, yeah, Skip Chelly. <laughs> Um, Kip Chelly focuses UCLA. Um, I I really like UCLA. I, I I I'm sure that I will be uh, made a fool for thinking this, but I they kind of look good last yeah, year. I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson has some offseason buzz right now. He's mm-hmm. a fun quarterback. And Chase Griffin, the backup, follows me on Twitter. Yeah, so, okay. Um, we okay. like that. Hmm, sure. <laughs> um, I should have mentioned that Arizona. I have an Arizona quarterback follow me on Twitter that I have just. Uh, Sorry, man. <laughs> Hope you don't hear this, Kevin. Whoops. Um, our, our bad. Yeah, but um, UCLA, man, I don't know. Like, I, I like the quarterback play. I like the offense. Seems like Chip finally has that figured out. Yeah. Um, yeah, Britton Brown, the running back, and Zach Charbonnet are both here. I liked Zach Charbonnet a lot coming out of high school. Yeah, he's finally going to be a team that knows how to use running backs or yeah. run the football, I yeah. guess, theoretically. Yeah. Um, they were doing some sort of interesting. It's not the chip offense anymore. This mm-hmm. is much closer to like what Ryan Day is doing at Ohio State, which yeah. makes sense. Right. Um, they pass the ball quite a bit. Dorian Thompson Robinson is awesome. I think the He's hype really is. Good. I think the hype is deserved. He's really fucking good. Yeah, there are um, at least three really good quarterbacks in this conference this year between uh, yeah. him, Slovis, and Jane Daniels. I mean, yeah, that's like yeah. There, be... there are a couple of those who I think could be decent, right? Like like Garbers could be okay. Yeah. Um, whoever the starter is at Utah could be okay. Like. You know, I, Quarantano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Charlie Brewer wasn't terrible at Baylor, right? Like I, I, I think that there are some some interesting yeah. guys here. Um, Washington will probably find a quarterback, maybe, hopefully. Um, I think we're gonna have I think we're gonna have some debate about what else, about Washington because I, I have them in so. tier I have them in tier two, and it sounds like you think they're gonna go zero and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did win the division last year and just couldn't play the conference title game. But we, we love that. I just don't um, trust Washington at all. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, the the U, UCLA offense, I think, is going to be really fucking fun to watch. Just really, really good, interesting players here. Um, Chip is is really starting to figure out how to run this kind of system, and then they're 
they're good at it. The running yeah. game was really good last year. Um, the defense is not good. <laughs> the defense is really not really good. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this uh, this kid's name. Osa o- Odigizua. Do you know how to say that? What? Come on. Yeah, Osa Odigizua. <laughs> You're at least looking at it. I can't even get to yeah, see the right. name. You, I, you, you, usually, you usually know who the recruits are. Um, he's a defensive <laughs> end. I, I, he's gone. Um, I'm curious to see how they can replace him because yeah. he, was, he was good. Man, it was such a bad break for them to lose Jalen Phillips the transfer yeah because uh, that really is the kind of guy that single-handedly changes your defense yeah absolutely and uh yeah Miami sort of learned that firsthand last year yeah. um I think that the defense will be about the same as just, it was last a, year you know Bill Simmons or first season sliding door moments which is always funny because it doesn't really make much sense yeah. but uh you know uh the moment where when Jalen Phillips transfers to Miami that gives Miami two first-round defensive ends because you pair him with Greg Rousseau and then all of a sudden, now you're in the really, really in the ball game to land a local kid in Shamar Stewart, yeah. who's one of the most physically talented defensive ends of the last decade, come out as a recruit. Yeah. And now you might get that kid as a five star, and all of a sudden Manny Diaz now has incredible hype and can recruit the rest of South Florida, all because of Jalen Phillips getting pissed off at Chip Kelly. <laughs> uh, just a funny like a butterfly effect there. Yeah, a truly sad week for UCLA and the 2005 <laughs> redraftables. <laughs> um, yeah, the defense is going to be about what it was last year. It was really bad last year. I just think the offense is going to be awesome. Um, I'm I'm excited to watch this team if if nothing else. Um, do you want to talk about their schedule? Yeah, sure. Hmm. One of these times I just said no. Yeah, no, I don't want to. Well, guess we'll move on. Um, <laughs> they uh, they catch Hawaii at home to open the season. That's a win, which is a W. Folks, they have folks, a, we hate Todd Graham. They have a really interesting Labor Day weekend game. Okay. They're catching LSU at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. This one has some heat on it. Here's what I'm worried about. UCLA's biggest strength is going to be their passing game. Yep. And LSU has Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks. They do, yeah. And their safeties. They have Eli Ricks. Uh, hypothetically. Hypothetic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have, yeah. They have Schroeder's Eli Ricks. Yeah, yeah. If you don't sure, look yeah. at him, then he's he's probably there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like, could leave at any moment. Yeah. And also, I mean, I, I hate to be the fucking guy who rants about NCAA punishment whatever, because I really don't believe in this bullshit, but like, it is really silly how many rules LSU has just fragrantly broken. God damn, I did it again. Yeah. Flagrantly broken. <laughs> And we like some pretty serious stuff, not just like recruiting nonsense yeah. and paying players. I don't care about that. But like, I would love to, to interact with a fragrant LSU violation. I think that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's called a crawfish boil. Yes, sir. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're just like, besides the Will Wade paying recruits things, besides like the booster and Besley money from a children's hospital to pay football recruits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big two. <laughs> nothing's going to happen to the athletic department for like, you know, you know, consistently allowing and not punishing and, and making permissible sexual harassment for a decade. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, the, the, the Darius Geis one was the big one, but there were like a many. Lot. Yeah, yeah, there were many of them. Yeah, yeah. Not, including Les Miles himself. Like, well, he was there yeah. doing quite a bit of it. Uh, Boy. Just nothing's going to happen because, like, yeah. the, the, I mean, it, it's just the NCAA is totally toothless. And yeah. It's just a real fucking joke, especially if we're going to see Arizona State get hit with a hammer for these recruiting violations, too. Like, it's so silly. It's just such yeah. a fucking joke with what somebody is. And, and like like you said, this is not really usually our thing. And I don't know how much I would blame Ed Orgeron for a lot of that. Like obviously the guy's thing was was on his his watch, but like the Les Miles stuff, I don't think is really his. Uh, 
yeah, but his you just can't. But like, what do you do? I mean, like Les Miles got fired for it, but like that's yeah. it. I mean, like that's. Yeah. I mean, you, you think the school? Like there are people who in the athletic department who are still I, there. I would. I would think that you would have to do something about the athletic department specifically. Yeah, and but especially I, uh, when you can. It's not just by itself too. When you combine with everything else that yeah. happens since. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I yeah I'm, I'm curious I don't think anything will come of it but of I am curious not, to yeah. see um, and it's just I'm, frustrating I don't know I, I, again, I hate to be that guy it just really does piss me off when yeah. it's something that bad like, like the embezzling money from a children's hospital that is sucks. almost comically like, <laughs> insane that sucks that sounds like a joke that like a Big Ten fan would tell yeah it's about real the, uh, yeah. the SEC it's crazy yeah uh, um, so it, anyway it, I think a lot of this this game's forecast comes down to what you think LSU will be this year and how much of a, a either flash in the pan or not last year uh, yeah. was for LSU because like how much of an impact in the wrong direction did Bo Pelini make you know right. how, how much do you believe that how much you know how good was Joe Brady as com- as compared to whoever you know you know replacement level offensive coordinator yeah um, which I don't think they have right now I think they have a bad one in uh, yeah, and I think much, Scott Linehan is still and, there and how much is, do you buy that one late season game with that young quarter with uh, Finley a quarterback right or how, yeah. how much do you or not Finley what's the other one who's going to be starting Max Johnson right yeah that's starter? yeah uh, how much do you actually care about that one game? How Scott much Linehan is no longer the OC. He's, a, he's an offensive analyst from Missouri. Oh, Jesus. I we, sh- this. Yeah, we should, should know, know this. this. Um, and this shows people how little I follow the big teams. I just don't care. This is my bad. Um, yeah, it's, I- it's Steve Ensminger still. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, I mean... Um, Jake Peets is also here, it looks like. he's the co- He was the Carolina quarterbacks coach, so yeah. they're going for another... They, uh, they lost a lot at receiver again, and, like, I, I just <coughs> don't see, like, what people... The only thing is, like, this team got better as the year went on. Yeah. But the reasons that got better, mostly Terrace Marshall becoming, like, a real receiver, well, he's gone now. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, like, what do you and have? There's, there's always going to be talent, but I think that LSU, especially under Orgeron in, in a year where it doesn't have an established quarterback or yeah. a really good offensive coordinator, is always going to be kind of a grower. Like, they're, they're going to get better as the year goes on because right. their players are going to learn how to play, but this is week two. Yeah. Th- this game, basically, if Stingley and Ricks are the top two corners of the country as people think they are yeah. then LSU can win this game if they're anything just, less than that I don't know if LSU can stop the run and yeah. I think I think UCLA's going to be able to run the ball man which is so crazy yeah. this I, is this is a validation of Chip Kelly right absolutely. now I mean game. this gets him a five year extension if he wins yeah. this game and, and I'm not sure if I'm ready to say they're going to win damn are we ready to say I, it I think they win I think UCLA is going to win if they win this game Edo is officially on the hot seat yeah yeah for sure which is crazy because yeah. he won a national title two years but ago. But no one thinks it's because of him, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was Joe Burrow and Joe yeah. Brady. But yeah. he did still recruit that team, which was just crazy talented. Right. And, and you know. Um, and and I, he won't get fired after this season, yeah. but it will put him firmly on the hot seat going into 2021. I feel for Edo because I... I I like. I feel like Edo. I, yeah, I feel like Edo. I, <laughs> I feel like White Orgeron. <laughs> yeah, I had to, had to grind for this Orgeron. Um, I like his shtick. I think he's funny. I just... Man. It's... Uh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, win some games, dude. Yeah, truly. Um, okay, they're 2-0. and And they catch an early bye week, which we don't love, but they get two of them because they play Hawaii week one. Okay. So yeah. uh, they catch an early bye week, then Fresno State, which they'll win that game. Fresno State's good, but they'll win that game because okay. they're coming off a bye. Okay. They go at Stanford, 4-0. Yep, okay. They catch Arizona State at home. I don't think they can win that game, mm. but Arizona State plays a lot of these games in the road, dude. Yeah. 
Man, I think they might win this game. Did we give Arizona State to Utah? Or no, we didn't. We gave yeah, we gave Utah that, or we gave Arizona State that. Yeah, so let's give UCLA this one then. Okay, five Um, and zero because I think Arizona State's got to lose one of those. Yeah, they're they're five and zero. That's gonna be a fucking banger that game. I'm so excited for that. There's gonna be a lot of fun games in the Pac-12. Yeah, Um, five and zero rolling into Arizona. I I think it's gonna be really funny when we go through all of our conference previews and the two conferences that we're the least excited about are the CUSA and the Big Ten. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Ten is just so. Well, the ACC as well. Both the, yeah. both the Big Ten and the ACC are just so obvious this year. There's just no, yeah. There's no drama at yeah. all in either conference. Yeah, two is, equal conferences: the CUSA and the Big Ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, then they're so they're six and zero. Come out of the game against Arizona. Okay. They go at Washington. I think that's a loss. I think that's a loss. I, I, I think they win that game. Oh man, really? I really do. Ooh. I think they're seven and zero. Okay. And then they have game day coming to town when they get Oregon at home. And they lose. And they uh, lose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But man, okay, I'll give it to you because I think that would be fun. That's fun, um, right? Yeah, it's yeah, fun to think that, about. That would be fun. Then then you see that it goes to Utah, which we gave to Utah, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's seven and two. Then a bye week to recover. Yep. Then Colorado at home. Eight and two. Eight and two. At USC for the for the Rose Bowl. That's a uh, that's a fun game. I think they can win that. I think they might win that. But we give USC losses to Utah and UCLA, that means they're just not one of the division. Correct. Okay. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> so, right. So nine and two. <laughs> yeah. Then they catch Cal at home and go ten and two. Ten and two. You really think it's a ten and two team? I, think I don't know can, if I, I do. think they can go ten and two. I think I want to take one of these wins off the board. Okay. I, I think I want to take the Washington win off the board and make it nine and three. Did we give? Them, I think we did. We, we give them the we, Washington. We said they beat Washington. I think I'm taking it off. the board. Okay, so they're not undefeated going into that game. They'll lose one of the Washington or Utah games, I should say, or USA. Yeah, one of those games they're losing to go yeah. uh, to go nine. And Maybe three. they lose two of those and we put them down to eight yeah. and four. Um, okay, still we got a little too hot. We got that's, a little too hot for our listen, good. That's a good season. That's, that's a good season. That's, you're fine I think with UCLA that. is going to score the ball a lot, and they're finally going to have the Chip Kelly offense everyone desired. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, that's all they can promise. Folks, we love to score the ball. We love it. We love to score the ball. All right, you want to go up to two? We're going two? to the end zone tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, the Wizard of West Point has been very unfair to Chip Kelly. <laughs> Martin Jarman's in town now. He's a great friend of the Bruins. Yeah, Chip Kelly, folks, he's the only per he's the only non-pervert out there in Los Angeles. The rest listen, of them, they're all the pervs. Listen, I've been talking to our beautiful boosters. <laughs> Those are the most handsome. Look at you, you go, you meet a booster. He's like, he's a kind of a magazine. He's the most handsome guy I've ever seen. He's a he's a beautiful booster, right? And he's telling me, he's like, Chip, the Chip, beautiful boosters. We, we gotta pay the recruits, Chip. We gotta pay them. Like. I'm like, that's a you job. That's not a me job. You. You tell me to help. You're kind of shifting into Mickey Mouse, which all I right, like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but, but Trump would get that, like, when he goes on, like, one of his insane rants, and we just get to, like, the fourth tangent off the original thing, his voice just keeps getting higher and yeah. higher and higher. Oh, dude, and his my- arms are up here, like, he, I mean, it's a... It's My favorite but. thing that he would do is is with the boosters, and he does this with his friends all the time. Is he talks about he's like, oh, he, you know, he, he names off like a rich guy, and he's like, great guy. He would stab me in the back in a second if I turned. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just said he was a great guy. Are <laughs> talking about, like, about Jeff Halfley trying to get his job or something? Yeah, um, yeah. This is a great season for Chip, dude. This validates Chip's whole thing. He gets yeah. an extension off this. Yeah, you're fine which with means this. We, we keep Chip Kelly in college football for a few years. That's right. Against his will. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Please. Let me die. Who are we um, talking about next? Washington or Arizona State? Or who? Um, we got tier two here. We've got three teams in tier two. Uh, Oregon is alone <laughs> in tier one because I, I come on. Yeah. Um, Washington. Washington. Sure. Okay. Um, 
So you hate Washington. I hate these fruits. <laughs> you absolutely hate Washington. I just, Sell me on this. What is wrong with Washington? Dude, I don't know. Like, their season last year was just so goofy. Dude, dude I, don't I don't know. know. It's such a great listen response. To the, listen to their season last year. They went 3-1 and one by okay. beating Oregon State, Arizona, and Utah, and yep. losing to Stanford at home. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. all they did. And then they won the division for that. I didn't get to go to the title game because, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you're not allowed to do that if you only play four games. Yeah. You know, they, also, they actually had COVID. Yeah, they, they had COVID played. stuff too. Yeah, but come on, that's fucking boring. Like, yeah. No, um, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that it's boring. Um, it's just, I don't think Jimmy Lake's a very good coach. Okay. I don't think Utah's, I'm sorry, Washington's entire staff is very good. I think they, like, they're kind of limited. Yeah, they hired the fucking Penn State offensive coordinator from the Bill O'Brien years. Yeah, they like, don't have, is, they don't have much at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Morris is is okay. Yeah, um, I think like, I think do? Sam like, Huard could be eventually that guy. To me, what is the upside that puts this team above UCLA, like uh, or, or above Utah for that matter? John, I think th- I think they belong. Uh, I know offense to your tiers here, Patrick, but I think you're a yeah. fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> um, I think they belong. I'm just kidding. I think they belong in the same tier as, as uh, Utah. And okay, UCLA, that's fair. Though. Or UCLA or Utah belongs up. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I, it's just John Donovan. Man, he sucks so bad. That offensive coordinator, yeah. he's so bad. Um, I think that the defense keeps them keeps them afloat here. They're gonna have a good D. There's yeah, the pass defense they, is, is literally always good. That's um, um, Trent who, McDuffie who's their defensive is defensive backs coach. Um, um, I really like him. Maybe. I don't. I don't know the defensive backs coach. The new DC is Bob Gregory. Okay. Um, let me here. Let me track down their defensive. Just backs pull up the coaching coach. staff real quick. They yeah. might have two defensive backs coaches. Uh, maybe it's the safeties coach. Um, he was one of the guys I was praising on our coaches episode. I thought heartbreaking. Uh, uh, Will Harris. And I think it is Will Harris. Okay, that's um, a he's a damn good coach, dude. He's yeah. put a lot of guys in the league, and it consistently plays a pretty fun secondary back there. Terrence Brown is also there. He's the assistant it's Will defensive Harris, backs coach. Yeah, Will, Will Harris. And I like him, man. I yeah. like him a lot. Uh, and I think they're like you said, they're going to have great defensive backs, which is helpful in this conference because you're going to play a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the defense will be good. It's just that the the offense is is you know John Donovan, and it's it's going to hold them back. Um, I, I think that the ceiling or the floor is so high because of how good the defense always is, yeah. right? And it's a Jimmy Lake defense. They're good. He's yeah. he's good at that. I just I fear that the ceiling is not very high because the offense is so limited in both playmakers. They don't really have a great running back. They certainly aren't going to be able to throw the ball with this fucking moron coordinating yeah. the offense. Um, I, I will be hooting and hollering if he turns Dylan Morris into uh, into Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Um, we loved what he did to Christian Hackenberg. Oh, Great man. work out there. Christian Hackenberg's uh, still seeing ghosts out there in his daily life because of that guy. Christian Hackenberg should sue this man because he has PTSD now. Christian Hackenberg should also be locked up, though. I don't like him very much. <laughs> okay. Um, Giles, Jack- Giles Jackson is here as well because oh, cool. yeah, Michigan yeah. has had 45 transfers this offseason. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Um, Cool. Yeah, I just I think this is a very we kind of know what we're getting with this with, team, this, yeah, with this group. I yeah. haven't looked their schedule up. They're probably eight and four. Okay, yeah. What's uh, what are we working <laughs> with here? They get Montana at home to start the season. Okay. They D- go. DJ Burns is going to be at that game. Yes, yes. <laughs> no New Jersey's fan, DJ Burns. They go to the big house in week two to play Michigan. Oh God. That's going to be just an awful football game that I'm going to hate Jesus. to watch, but I will watch it because I'm a sicko. Yeah. It's on at 7.30 at night on ABC. Oh, um, God. That's a primetime ABC I think game. I'm higher on Michigan than most are this year, just because I, I don't think that they're quite as bad as last year's show. Someone has to win this game. Yeah. Man. I think I pick Washington. I don't feel good is that, about is it. Is that Michigan, you said? Is that Michigan? I'm going to give it to Michigan. I think okay. it's going to be absolutely terrible. Yeah, I'm agnostic. I, I, you can have this one. I okay. don't really care that yeah. much about it. I think they're two shitty teams. Uh, one and one. 
Uh, then they get Arkansas State at home, which is going to be two and one, but it's going to be a goofy game. I bet. I yeah. bet there's going to be someone gets pissed. Butch off. Butch Jones is going to stab a knife into midfield yeah. we, before the game. Can we play the Butch Jones song for the third week in a row? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, they catch Cal if, at home. If you want to sing it, you can. <laughs> Butch Jones, he's gonna kick your ass. He's gonna kick your ass. Butch Jones. <laughs> well, we need to get that guy on the show. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, I'm sure he's very uh, along with Savage Tiger, uh, the guy right. who's been beefing with DJ yes. for seven years. We love that dude. Um, okay, so they're two and uh, three and one come out of the Cal game. Yep. We think they win that game, right? I think so. Yeah. They go on the road to Oregon State to go four and one. They catch a bye week. It's not, they, a, not a terrible time to get one. Hmm. After five games, I don't know. Eh. I kind of like it later. Yeah. But the, well, especially you like to get it later, but I would imagine they're going into the hard stretch of their schedule. Yeah. Here, and so they play of... UCLA at home. Oh man, I think I we, think gave, we gave, it gave it to UCLA. Right? I think we gave it to Washington in retrospect. I think we okay. went back. Okay. And, yeah, you're right. We did that. So, so they're five and one. They get a win in Arizona on the road and they a win be, at Stanford on the road. They'll be like top 15 at this point and you'll just yeah. be furious. 7-1, and one, top you'll 15. You'll just be just spouting off the... Because there's a decent chance they beat Michigan in their 8 And now. that's also... Yeah, and I mean, especially if they lose to Michigan, though, it's going to elevate Michigan's status. Yeah. Actually, I'll be happy then because it's a ranked win for a high state. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's 7-1 and one rolling into their final four weeks of the schedule. Yeah. Or very easily 8-0. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're going to catch Oregon at home. Yeah. They're going to lose that game. Yeah, absolutely. 7-2. Uh, and two. Arizona State at home. I think they lose that game. Okay. Seven and three. Yeah, I don't have any issues. Uh, at Colorado. Mm. Hmm. I think you gave that to Colorado. Did I? I think you did. Uh, seven and four. Okay. And um, wait, did you? I don't remember for sure. I think I wanted to and you wouldn't let me. Okay. Um. So eight and three. I eight guess. and three. Then Washington State at home. Nine, is and, nine three. and three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that seems about right for this, yeah. for this team. And I could easily see them being I think 10, ten and two yeah, or think, eight and four. Yeah. I think 10 in that range. Yeah, they'll probably finish nine and three because of all the averages. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah. That seems fine. I guess it, it's obviously not ideal. But man, they beat Michigan. They'll be eight and no going to that Oregon game, which would be nice for Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. Oregon's, just, yeah. Oregon's amped up about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. An undefeated Oregon at that point. Um, it'd be pretty funny if they go eight and no and finish eight and four. <laughs> you love that. That's the classic move. We love that. Uh, just no one is happy about it. Yeah. Just like, well, great, cool. The um, worst way to get to eight and four. Yeah, because like people can't be. You can't be happy because you can't get like mad that like that mad about it because you still win eight and four. What uh, what year is Dylan Morrison now? I don't know, man. I don't. Let me let me. Uh, I got it. You're good. No, I got it. I got no, the. I got it. I've got the CFP. No, I, I got it. <laughs> He's a sophomore. Hmm. What are the odds that he has been replaced by Sam Huard by like week seven or eight? Like a hundred percent. Yeah, it seems enough. Uh, very high. Oh, uh, not only he, he's actually because he get the free year, he's still technically a redshirt freshman, but okay. he's eligible with the NFL this year. He should okay. be a a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, they're gonna probably tell him that if he's not like uh, an All Pac twelve player, like first team All Pac twelve, which is not can be possible because the quarterbacks yeah. this league. Yeah. Uh, to get the hit the bricks. Yeah, that that sounds about right. He'll be playing um, for Michigan from here. All right, do you want to go to USC or Arizona State? Let's talk about Arizona State, I guess. All right, let's uh, let's consider Arizona State. Hmm, um, I'm saying them right now. I'm looking at Arizona State and turning like a cube in my mind. I'm looking at it from all angles. Yeah. I'm the Tempe yeah. campus. Yeah, I'm looking at the mind Arizona State. <laughs> um, it, I mean, Arizona State. It it is uh it is what it is. It's you know. This is a program that obviously we talked about at the top of the show as being in kind of a weird spot right now. Um, I Jaden Daniels is awesome, right? Like we we have we have sort of discussed Jaden Daniel, Daniels so as, cool, a, as a known quantity. His uh, 2020 stats quietly not very good, but it's well he only played what 
four yeah, games. They, they played four games last yeah. year, and it was just he's and it's. I think he's kind of just like this, right? Fifty-eight percent completion percentage, but seven hundred and one yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, it's not terrible. He's pretty. He doesn't really. He's kind of like Trey Lance, honestly. So he reminds me of yeah. from this the past year's NFL he's, draft. He's deeply chaotic. Yeah, he doesn't really turn the ball over. He runs the ball really well, and he has a big arm, but not necessarily the most accurate guy in the world. Yeah. So few turnovers, but also relatively low. Com- Completion percentage, which is a pretty funny kind of quarterback to be, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know who you compare that to. Uh, uh, Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he 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 really is an Andy Dalton style quarterback with much better legs. Boy, that's which is a what a cruel thing to say. <laughs> I mean, look, you can make a good career to be an Andy Dalton. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah, Andy, just ask Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton has. <laughs> um, so I, I like this offense a lot. I think the defense is going to be pretty good too. I really like this team. It's just there's so much weirdness around them right now with yeah. with all of the investigation stuff. Um, you mentioned him earlier. I think he goes by Chip Tray on him now. Mm, um, but, Chip, huh? Yeah, Chip. <laughs> after his favorite coach. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's a big fan of that '80s cop show, Chips. Yeah, um, he's a big fan of uh, the uh, the cookies that you can get in the little shitty plastic thing at the yeah, store. That's good. Um, the, they actually uh, have they have two Ohio running backs. This roster was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. They have him and Darvin Hubbard. Yeah, um, and Ohio State couldn't have used either of those guys last season. Uh, last season, no, they couldn't have. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't think Trayon's better than Trey Sermon last I year? I think he's better than Master Teague. Oh yeah, no Master- shit. Yeah, who isn't better than Master Teague? <laughs> I'm better than Master Teague. Yeah, but Master Teague's not going to be playing no, much this it's year. It's time to turn uh, Chip Trayon into a linebacker. That's what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that Steel Chambers music? <laughs> uh, look, no, I like to train him a lot. He's a really good player. Yeah. And uh, Rashad White is also fact, fucking awesome. <laughs> as you can expect, immediately, there were some Ohio State fans uh, you know, out there on the internet today immediately uh, uh, speculating that if Herm Edwards does get fired, there's a bunch of sanctions that he could come transfer <laughs> to Ohio State and, uh, and replace Master Key. Oh, uh, dude. I will say, you know... Terri- uh, terrible fan base. That's the worst. <laughs> Never forget that Malik Willis is going to come be the backup at Ohio State Tech. That is the that's all-timer. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah, Malik Willis is going to come play on an offense where if a quarterback runs, he gets like... <laughs> Gets like punched in the head okay. as soon as he goes over to the sideline. <laughs> this wasn't a window, Patrick. Let's keep let's keep it quiet on the spot. Um, yeah, look, I mean, Jaden Daniels fucking rocks. Trayonum rocks. Uh, they usually have a good receiver stash somewhere that we find out about, like you know, week three of the season because yeah. he came from Juco. Yeah, their best receiver last year was LV Bunkley Shelton, who had oh, eleven receptions yeah. for hundred yards. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find some guy this year who like you know, is an H receiver who ends up, you know, getting 40 carries and 60 receptions yeah. and has, you know, 1,900 combined yeah, yards I'll, I'll, then I'll, goes to the NFL and has hurt every game of his career. Yeah, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Elijah Badger is the guy who it seems like people are sort of talking about as a potential mm-hmm. guy for that. Brian Thompson is transferring in as well, the wide receiver. Um, I think Rashad White might be like one of the best players in the Pac-12 this He's season. Barry White's son. <laughs> I, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, 42 attempts, 420 yards for rushing last season for mm-hmm. five touchdowns, 10 10 yards per carry. That's fine. And then um, 40, 42 attempts is not a small number either. No, and then eight receptions for 151 yards in the touchdown. And he's mm. rocking. Um, he's he's rolling with number three out there as a running back. Okay. This dude is. I I I can't get enough of this guy. He That's rocks. That's a fun running back room, dude. Yeah. Like, they're just gonna score the football. This yeah. Team, yeah. Like and that. I their defense is pretty good too. Like yeah. it's 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 Herm Edwards. Their defense is gonna be pretty right. good. And he loves Antonio Pierce. Yeah, that DC. Like he is. Yeah. Uh, that is like Herm's right hand. Man, I I don't blame him. Um, yeah. I th- they have a who's the I mean, other guy he's on there? Also, allegedly, the guy who's heavily involved in recruiting. Scandal. <laughs> and, Are you uh, telling me that the South Cal- the South California recruiting expert is maybe bagged up? It's pretty funny that in that Mal article we referenced earlier, uh, he uh, he made a comment where he asked two former Arizona State staffers for like if Herm would know about this kind of stuff that's going on. Yeah, 
Uh, and one guy replied, I mean, yeah, Herm knows like 90% of the recruiting stuff. The other yeah. guy said, no chance. <laughs> so, uh, hmm, I don't uh, know which one is the truth. Herm needs to make sure that his friends are loyal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the defense is going to be really good too. I just, this is a really fun team. They're just, like, I, I understand the hype around these guys because they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to look at the schedule here? Yeah, I think yeah. we've given them a loss or two, and, and I, I stand by it. But We'll, like, we'll think about it here. Yeah. See, they, they get Southern Utah at home to open the season. That's a loss. Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they get UNLV at home, which is okay, 2-0. Jesus fucking Christ. That's going to be like an 84 to nothing game. Yes. You then, tell Arizona State with the opportunity to impress kids that live in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, then they go at BYU on okay. uh, at a 10.15 p.m. kickoff <laughs> Eastern time, God. which means... Uh, you know, I'll be about 17 beers deep watching yeah. the Cougs versus Yeah, you'll, the, uh, you'll be fucking, like, levitating at that yeah. point. <laughs> Three and oh. You'll be in the Mind Palace. Uh-huh. <laughs> Catch Colorado at home to go 4-0. At UCLA, we call that a win for Arizona State. Is that yeah. correct? That's 5-0. and Stanford at home is 6-0. and Okay. At Utah. We had them winning that, right? We had Utah beating USC, not Arizona State. Is that correct? Hmm. I believe it's the way it went. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, so I'll take your word is, for it. Uh, that is 7-0. and yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Then a bye week. Okay. Washington State at home makes them eight and zero. Okay. They catch USC at home. That's a win. <laughs> That's They're going to be nine and zero. Yeah, I think USC is like nine and three this year. We'll get to it, but like. then they go at Washington. That's I think that's a win, right? Did we give that to Washington? If you got a win, they're going undefeated. Okay. They're going to be ten and zero. Then they get at Oregon State, home against Arizona. They don't play Oregon, huh? They could easily go twelve and zero into the title game. Oh man! Now listen, at UCLA could be a loss. At Utah could be at a loss. At Washington could be a loss. USC at home could be a loss. Not yeah. Washington loss. They have four losable games, I think, in the schedule. But are we operating under the assumption that this is the team that will play, and it's not going to be a different group of guys? If this is the team we're talking about, yeah. They're going eleven and one or twelve and zero. Yeah, and if it's not, then they could go six and six. But yeah. you know, let's say eleven and one for the sake of you know safety. Yeah, yeah. but um, I don't know who the one comes against. I think it could be any of the four that we mentioned. Yeah, which means they're rolling to the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve championship game. Yeah, and if with a win, they very well could be in the playoff. I would say it's likely. Yeah, yeah. twelve. I mean, a twelve and one Pac twelve champion more with, years with a win, presumably over it, an eleven and one Oregon or and an Washington and Oregon. USC should yeah. be ranked. And honestly, either UCLA or Utah could be ranked. <laughs> They could have three or four ranked wins yeah. and, a, and a conference championship and a twelve hundred record. Yeah, that's that's not too bad. Which means if this actually if these alleged sanctions do actually derail their season, oh, that is so much more damaging. God, yeah. I hope they just do the smart LSU thing, which I just complained about, and just don't comply. Just, just at don't all. comply until like next year. Just, yeah. <laughs> who is this fucking snitch who sent all these God, screenshots? What How? a dick. Yeah, I mean, man, you can really be ruining a fun season for us. God, unreal. <laughs> what a what a dickhead. Um, and and also the reporters who reported it. Why would you do this? Just yeah. keep it quiet. Don't, come on. Just tell me just, just hating ass. Come on, be cool. <laughs> yeah, dude, no one needs to know. If about someone this. reported NCAA violations to me, I simply wouldn't write it. <laughs> dude, if it's honest to God, if it is not an violation that involves like actual someone, some harm coming to somebody, yes. if it's not like sexual assault or something like that, yeah. or you know, all other kinds of violent crime, yeah. it's not my business. Yeah. I don't care. I don't fucking care if you paid recruits. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did just complain about, I guess, the LSU thing, but it's more just like once when you then, do get caught. I will caught, say also yeah. in the LSU thing, people did get harmed. People did get harmed yeah. first too, as part yeah. of it. But I, I, I do think it is a little uh, bit of a joke that 
we just have no clue what will actually get enforced when stuff does come out. Yeah. Like some school could be caught on tape and like, yeah, I paid him 250 grand and like nothing will come of it. Like yeah. Sean Miller in Arizona. Yeah, prove it. Prove that I said that. Yeah. Even though it's like you on tape with like yeah. a like I, Sean Miller, I'm an Arizona <laughs> head coach, will pay this recruit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, person with my own traveler's check will pay him this money. Yeah, the recruit's but, like wearing a very obvious <laughs> wire. <laughs> yeah. and, and even that, nothing will come of it. But like there might be like, you know, a dossier leaked of like alleged screenshots of some kid who's maybe on campus for one weekend. Yeah. And that's like, you're fucking losing 10 scholarships a year and yeah. you're going to hell. Folks, those pictures, we're just going to say it right now. This is the official flipping the field. They're fake. Uh, this is, yeah, this is our direction to you all, our, our beloved, uh, our beloved fans. They're faked. They're, and, they're American yeah. imperialist propaganda. Yeah. Do not buy them. This is, this is the, the CIA trying to colonize you again. Deny, deny, deny. Yes. If you see anybody out here saying, uh, Hey, why didn't Arizona state get punished? Hey, whatever happened with that Arizona state thing? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Just tell them to shut the fuck up. Up. It's actually post the picture of the pig with the poop on his balls. We have to be really careful saying this, but uh, Herm Edwards dossier is actually an MK Ultra trigger word for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you Patrick Floyd a gun right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you say the name of like those different like uh, voice enabled speakers and it turns it on like on yeah. a podcast and everybody's we just activated like six or seven guys. <laughs> I mean, literally, your cat Wrigley did just wake bolt awake and is giving me a death stare right now after I said the words Herm Edwards. Dossier, and she may have a gun. She did it again. She's coming, She's up coming in right towards me. She's rubbing on the mic. She knows this, oh, is, a, this is a trigger word. She can, she can smell it. Um, yeah, cats can see to the other side and they can know all trigger words. Um, She's not watching over us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you see anybody talking about this, if anybody's trying to, uh, it's fake. You know, get Arizona State in trouble. Just say that it's fake. It's just fake. tell tell them to shut the fuck I up and say it. that it's fake. Yeah. yeah. Show the pictures. Or yeah. Fake. You you have our official blessing to do this. Um, just harass anybody who's trying to get Arizona State in trouble. Yep. Let, let them go 11-1. and one. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. I want Arizona State to play off. you kidding me? You don't want Jaden yeah, Daniels to play Come on, dude. That sounds sicko. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. It's no different than watching like Oklahoma lose. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about USC. Okay. Let's uh, Now that we, we have to take a cold bath after. Yeah. <laughs> um, USC. Entering <sighs> hour two with a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Entering the, the unbelievably long Pac-12 preview. <laughs> we went 53 minutes on our AAC preview. <laughs> no, that wasn't... Whatever, whatever. Um, look, USC is going to be a really fun football team. Yeah. I, I don't really like them, and I think Clay Helton's an absolute moron. They have, like, but five Dr- awesome wide receivers and Keaton Slova. Drake London is, like, maybe the most fun receiver in college football to me. Yeah, and they Just, also have Malcolm Epps from Texas. The um, Katie Nixon transfer. Yeah, Katie in. Nixon, uh, Taj Washington, Keontae... McCoy? Yeah, yeah. Keontae Ingram is here from uh, Oklahoma. From Texas. Or Texas, that's yeah. right. Um We're running back. Yeah, this... Yeah. It's Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell's really fucking good at this, yeah. right? Like... This, this team uh, might average 50 points a game. They yeah, might not pull the just, top offense to college football. I just need to see that the offensive line is good, and I also I don't like Keaton Slovis as much as you do, but I think he's a good college quarterback. Just I as a, a uh, I have a, what we call a vested interest in Keaton okay. Slovis. Yeah, you're paying him. <laughs> <laughs> he's paying me. Yeah, if, if Keaton Slovis doesn't do well, you get your legs broken. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the offense is going to be fucking incredible. It's just that Todd Orlando is your defensive coordinator, hmm, and I yeah, think that, that I think that they're going to have some weird and, shit uh, happen and here. And who's their head coach again? It's Clay Helton. Uh, um, but like, 
even on the defense, there's just there's some really incredible talent here. Um, Corey Foreman is fucking awesome. Oh, he's so good. The defensive lineman, he's so good. He's going to be um, a freshman, but it's still like he'll be an impact freshman. Yeah, they're they're not going to, but I could at least say that they're recruiting JT to him a low. Well, no chance. <laughs> they're not going to land him, but they are recruiting him. It's fun to think about. Yeah. Um, they have you know. It's the same D- LSU or USC defense that it's been for like ten years now, yeah. where they have like some really good players, and it's just not good in general. I, I actually um, heard that Juju Smith Schuster is going back to school. <laughs> that's right. It's about time. <laughs> it's where he belongs. It's like the Chip Kelly go back to college thing. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith Schuster go back to college. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch this team play. I think I'm quietly not I've not even quietly anymore. I think I'm excited for Pac-12 football this Dude, year. I Pac-12 think it's going to be. Gonna be I think it's going to be kind of good. I think there are. I'd say four to five teams that I'm excited to watch, and also Washington. Yeah, well, like right now we're sitting at <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, six bowl eligible teams, and I think three or four of them are legitimately very fun to watch. Yeah, and we haven't even done Oregon and USC yet. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like USC, Arizona State, um, Colorado, UCLA. Even Colorado is going to be like underrated fun, right? Yeah. Like as like a stupid really chaos team. Just do some stupid shit. Yeah, Oregon State's going to run the ball all over the place. Yeah, um, Cal's going to have a really good defense. Washington's going to have a really good defense. I think that there's a selling point for a lot of teams in here. Like yeah. Utah's going to have a really good defense. I, I think USC. What your expectation should be is Keaton Slovis might throw for four thousand yards. Yeah, like he just and has, they're still going to lose three. And times. they're still going to lose three times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, they're going to be behind at halftime in approximately half of their games. Yeah, and he's going to throw them back into wins. That's kind of what he has always done his entire career it's how he got the job in the first place over yeah. JT Daniels um, it's going to be cool like we're going to have yeah. Drake London's going to have six different 200 yard games uh, Brew McCoy's going to be fun Katie Nixon's going to be really fun he's yeah. going to be like a, a a mini version of Reggie Roberson yeah um, I'm and pumped he, yeah I'm, I think this is going to be a really fun team to watch well, over under three and a half receivers over 900 yards for USC. Probably over. You think they're going to... I think I'm with you. <laughs> they might have over. four receivers 900 yeah, yards. Yeah, because Katie Nixon is awesome. We we just named off the guys. Like, I think all four of those guys could fucking Very do it. Very easily, yeah. 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 And it all turns right. out Tyler Vaughn is back for his ninth year. God right? damn it. I thought we were rid of <laughs> no, him. No, no, he's actually okay, gone. I'm joking. God, I'm joking. Thank God. Yeah. He, he drops their win projection by one if he's there. <laughs> um, they do have a really spicy game week one. Pat. Okay. They catch San Jose State at home. Now, they're going to oh. win that game, but they're going to be feel bad doing it. They're going to feel really bad doing yeah. it, yeah. Um, then they catch Stanford at home, which okay. is 2-0. and yeah. At Wazoo is 3-0. and well, That's a game they could <laughs> fuck around and lose. Yeah. yeah. They catch Oregon State at home to go 4-0. That's, that's, the, that's the addendum that we have to put on all of these games is they could fuck around and lose this game because they're, they're, so, so, they're stupid. They're so dumb. Um, at Colorado makes them 5-0, and I'd say. Okay. They could also lose that game. Yes. They get Utah at home, which they could... I think we gave that to Utah. I, I think, think I'm we, rescinding that. Okay. So we're I dropping Utah to 9-3? and three. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we we got to be realistic, I guess. 6-0. and They get your bye week. They're going at Notre Dame for the big NBC game of the week. They're going to win that that's game. That's a win. Notre yeah. Dame's going to be fucking terrible. Notre Dame <laughs> might go 500. Although Marcus Freeman is going to save them from being like truly awful, but uh, yeah. Jack Cohn, guys. Jack, guys, Jack Cohn. That's the problem is like those Notre Dame will start out like up 14 nothing. Yeah. And then like Marcus Freeman will do everything he can, but Jack Cohn will just throw three interceptions and yeah. Dean Slovis will eventually yeah, Ky- throw like. Uh, Kyron Williams will give Jack Cohn 35 seconds so yeah. that he can do jack shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
and Keen Slovis will drop a bucket pass to uh, to Drake London 45 yards downfield as he's yeah. streaking to the end zone. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Freeman will immediately quit. 5-0 <laughs> oh, going to Arizona. I'm sorry, catching Arizona at home. That's 8-0. We're sitting, yeah, we're sitting at 7-0 and oh here, so 8-0 oh now. So now there's going to be a game of undefeated at Arizona State, number 6, what we have. Oh, man. Um, who did we give that to? We gave it to ASU, which okay. I think we stick that's, with. Yeah, that's fine. But that's going to be a really God. cool game. If yeah, that, that's, that, that's going to kick ass. If it actually goes that way, that's yeah, going to be really that's fun. That's going to kick ass. So they're 8-1 and one going at Cal, which they'll win that game. 9-1. UCLA at home. Uh, that's going to be USC. Okay, yeah. 10-1. BYU at home to close the season, 11-1. Yeah, sure. So the Pac-12 might have two so, one-loss So teams. Arizona State to the conference title, but USC is not feeling terrible. Yeah, yeah. USC. And this, the Pac-12 it, could have three one-loss teams or even two one-loss teams and an undefeated team, depending on how the non-conference yeah, schedule goes. This, this Pac-12 conference this year was really wishing the 12-team playoff was already in existence because yeah. this is a year they would get two or three teams in. Yeah, man. Uh, kind of too bad that it doesn't exist. We can play it in our heads. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we can rotate the mind playoff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just envisioning it. Okay, another Ohio State national uh, title. It's crazy. Uh, what do you mean another? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, let's close this out here. Tier one, um, our tier one operators here. It's Oregon, folks. Bums. It's 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 Oregon. Um, Mario Cristobal has... Yeah, recru- more, like, more like the Oregon sucks. All right, Mario Cristobal has recruited the crap out of the Pac-12. Yeah. He, he hmm. is... Very, you know, He's the only coach in the Pac-12 recruiting legally. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Just the super clean that's, Mario Cristobal recruiting. That's Nothing right, else going folks. On. Folks, that's right. That's why Kayvon Thibodeau is there. Mm-hmm. And, and Justin Flo and, and, and Noah Sewell yeah, and yeah. Penae Sewell and, right, yeah. and Tyler Shaw. Uh-huh. Well, mm, he's not there. But uh, oh, uh, Who's the one they just brought in? The five-star? They have Ty, Thompson, Brown, Ty Thompson. Ty Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He rocks. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I, I don't. I also I don't know if we need to talk a ton about Oregon, right? Like I think Everyone people. Knows the deal. Yeah, you kind of know the deal here. They're not going to be able to run the ball super well, but there is a game we want to talk about for Oregon. Yeah, that you and I would like to get into. Um, the defense is going to be fucking awesome. The yeah. defense is going to be like top ten, I think. Specifically, the pass rush. Like the pass yeah. rush is going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, um, I, Justin Flo and Noah Sewell are two of the, like the five or ten freakiest linebacker yeah, prospects. That last is decade. that is a despicable front seven that they have. <laughs> that is a disgusting act. Yeah. Um. The, uh, do they have a, no, I, I read this kid's name wrong. I thought they had a kid named Poop. <laughs> it's Popo. Come on. <laughs> um, hmm. Tyler Shuck is gone, but he sucks. Um, so they're <laughs> allegedly starting Anthony Brown from Boston yeah, College. Yeah, I don't know about all that, guys. Then, uh, he doesn't have any knees left, and then Ty Thompson is the, uh. Waiting the, in the wings. Yeah, the new guy. I think Ty Thompson's going to be the starter. I think basically if they lose to Ohio State, which I think they will, uh, Ty Thompson will replace them right afterwards. Yeah, I think Ty Thompson is the, the day one starter. Oh, that's, that's my working theory with Oregon is. I think that they um, get out of the fucking way because I think Joe Moorhead is is smart enough to see the writing on the wall here. Does he have the final call? Though? I'm sure. Like I'm sure Brown doesn't transfer to a place like Oregon without having. Well, a he transferred last year. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure he doesn't do that without getting a guarantee. He starts a game or something at some point. I guess. I mean, I don't know if he was that good. I don't yeah. know if he's that kind of guy. Um, I I think Moorhead gets it done. I think I mean, that, he did lose to the best quarterback in America, Phil Dracovic, so. Yeah, that's right. Um, C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye are good. Oh, I I think the running game should be. I mean, it's fucking Joe Moorhead. You know what I you're getting. I forgot Verdell was coming back. Yeah, he is. A, he um, didn't have a great season last season, but the year before that, he was really fun. Yeah, and, and Travis Dye is good too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Verdell is just a slasher man. He's like a one foot in the ground kind of go dude. Yeah, which, uh, I, I, I like also. Um, we'll get to this when we talk about the games. Uh, we can we can just do this now. The defense is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, Joe Moorhead is, is running the offense here. Um, yeah. And I have a specific thing that you can look for in one of these games that we're going to talk to that will tell you what will happen in this game. Um, so let's get into the schedule here. Well, here well, before we do this, okay. 
the number one concern to me with Oregon is their receiver talent. Yeah, that's fair. They they have a good running attack. They're gonna we'll see a quarterback. And, and the we quarterback throwing to them, yeah. right? The, just the like the question is, can you still win a conference, especially a conference that has this many good quarterbacks, without necessarily being a good throwing football team? Yeah. And if if not, can they figure out how to do that this season? And and I think that the thing that encourages me about this is that I don't think Penn State ever had great receivers when Moorhead was was really grooving there. There were I a think few guys that, that ended up being better in the NFL. Than they yeah, were, but nothing. But too I think serious. he kind of made them into yes. like like um I don't know if Godwin would have been there when he was there, but like. He was, I believe. Uh, but like, it was a lot of those back shoulder throws, right? And you don't have to be a very good receiver to make that happen. Yeah. You just have to know that the ball is going there. Yeah. Um. And so I, I think that if someone can operate with this offense, it's Morehead, um, and and make it work. I'm I'm pretty confident in Joe Morehead. Yeah. Um. Okay. They they lead off the season with Fresno State. Okay. Well, which is know. a W, obviously. Yeah. Um. The big game everyone knows about is they're yeah. going to Ohio State. Uh. They're going to lose that game. Look, I disagree. <laughs> uh, Oregon is a really talented football team. But specifically what they do, like we talked about, they have a great front seven. That front seven generates pressure off the edge. It has not yeah. been good under Chris. Not, it's not been bad, but it's not, also has not really excelled in generating pressure up the inside, which is what Ohio State's opponents did to confuse them last year. Like That's what Indiana did. That's what Northwestern yeah. did. When it's a beat, good way to do it. It's yeah. what everyone does in Rex Drawa because Ohio he's State the has same coach really, every year. Really good offensive tackles. It's just that the this inside year, is... Yeah, the last is, couple years, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the interior of the line is going to be younger. It like it wasn't. First of yeah, all, it wasn't it's, that it's, great last year. What is it? Three new starters in the interior line. Uh, two. Because I guess Harry Miller is starting in a new spot, but he is he's still. Well, I guess if you consider that new, yeah, yeah. yeah but Harry Miller will be back. Um, and then the projected starters are Paris Johnson Jr., a five-star he's, tackle. He's good. He's just uh, yeah. not usually a guard. And uh, and Matt Jones will be back yeah, too. Who's fine. Uh, Paris Johnson did rag all that guy in the Clemson game, which yeah. is fun to watch, yeah. <laughs> just from a lineman standpoint. But and then, um, and then today he tweeted out a very strange graphic. I don't know. If I didn't see he, this. He t- they've been doing this thing. It's just like tweeting out news stories, like like hmm. uplifting. Oh, he's like works for the Lantern, dude. He does. Yeah. He does work for the Lantern. But this is not something he wrote. It's oh, it's okay. an up. It's like an uplifting news story. And they tweeted out this graphic, and it's it, people should. Go look it up at Paris Johnson's account. It's extremely fucking bizarre. What is it? It's um here. I'll I'll, I'll read the full. I don't, I don't know. I, oh man, I'll, 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 I'll read you the full graphic here. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll show you the graphic. Um, <laughs> so this graphic here that I'm showing Ryan right now says NBA star helps food truck graffitied with anti-Asian slur says quote there's no room for racist incidents hmm. um, and Ohio State made a graphic out of this for some reason with That's like a really bunch funny. of with like a bunch of strangely bolded text Damn. and uh, so it's Paris Johnson who just tweeted out this graphic with the caption check out this story and then a link to a CNN article <laughs> Ohio State just has a BuzzFeed writer on the team <laughs> Um, yeah, they, whatever. I mean, that's goofy. Yeah, they've but, been doing that for a while. Anyway, but, I just anyway, I think that's funny. <laughs> to, to, to get back to the, the, the Oregon game, uh, I think Oregon is going to be really excellent generating pressure. Uh, I just think that pressure is going to come off the edge. We have not really seen them do well with up the middle or creating pressure up the middle. And, I mean, they could do it. It's certainly possible you could move Kayvon Thibodeau inside or something for the game. Yeah. Um, and Ohio State's going to have a new quarterback, um, brand new quarterback, who whoever yeah. it is. Uh, but I, I, I've... Ryan Day hasn't had a bad quarterback yet. No, I it's mean, just it's just going to be a guy who hasn't seen yeah, this before. True, true. So it's going to be really fun. I, it's it's, it's going to be, be a fun. Game it's hard for to sure. simulate that. Kind I, of thing. I just um, the way Oregon is a really strong football team, but I think the way they match up specifically does not engender themselves to beat Ohio State's weaknesses. I, being that they're not a good passing attack, and Ohio State's weakness is the secondary. Yeah, and being that they generate most of their defensive success with edge pressure, and Ohio State has two of the 
three or four best tackles in America this season. Yeah, and it's I, just a hard matchup. I, I'm I'm troubled as well about Oregon trying to defend Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. That's that's everyone tricky. should be. Yeah, yeah it's not just but Oregon. It's not their the, fault. Yeah. The thing here that that I that sticks with me is. I think the Ohio State defense is going to be really bad. I think that the passing defense is going to be really, really bad. Um, I think it gets worse somehow, which is, it was really bad last year, and it lost its one NFL caliber guy. Um, that's troubling <laughs> to I, me. I, I certainly think there's a reason to believe that. I don't. I can't begrudge yeah. you that whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, um, guess, I guess Seven Banks could prove me wrong, but he just... I, yeah, Seven Banks is overrated by fans. Seven yeah. Banks is not a first-round player. He's like a third or fourth-round draft pick. Um, but they're going to have just a lot of size in the secondary. I think they're going to end up starting Ryan Watts, uh, who's like 6'3". I, I like him. He's also like a redshirt freshman. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Nathan and, Ransom looked really good late. He's good, um, yeah. I love Craig Young at Bullet. I think yeah. he is such a good... He's I, a player that, that's going to make himself in dear defense very fast. Craig Young's going to be really good. I just there's like two guys on the defense that I trust. It's it's Craig Young and Haskell Garrett, and then a whole bunch of guys who should be good. Right? Oh, the like lines gonna be sick, like Zach Harrison should be good. Tyreek Smith Zach should Harrison be was good. good last year. Uh, yeah, he was. Zach Harrison was and good. You when look he, at his pressure rate numbers. Uh, and he was good when he tried. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I, anyway, the, the, yeah, not the point. I, yeah, I think that um, I think that Joe Moorhead's offense has given Ohio State issues in the past. I think it, it can here too. I mentioned earlier there's going to be a specific play to look for in this game, and if it hits early, uh, Ohio State's in fucking trouble um, because it means that they didn't watch Joe Moorhead tape enough. Yeah. Um, Joe Moorhead does this thing with the the inside zone split, which I think you guys, generally speaking, if you listen to this podcast, you know what I mean when I say yeah. that. Um, it's when you have the the slice block from the tight end on an inside zone where the tight end just goes across the line and picks up the unblocked defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a staple of his offense. He does a ton of inside zone split. But last year, he re- he started to play with, off of that inside zone split, the quarterback would, um, it was sort of, it looked like a read option. I think it was an RPO. I, I think that the quarterback has the option to hand it off based on what the, off, the, uh, the defensive lineman does. And when that defensive lineman forces the quarterback to keep the ball, Oregon will pull that slicing tight end around, and he just doesn't block the defensive end. He slides right off of him, and he becomes the passing option. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of shit that would cause Ohio State to give up 50 points to Iowa or Purdue, right? Like, just a little wrinkle like oh, that. Oh, that's Shiano defense, definitely. Yeah, yes. like, just a little wrinkle like that has absolutely destroyed several Ohio State defenses in the past. Yes. And I, if, if we see that in the first quarter, and Ohio State doesn't cover that tight end, which I think is a distinct possibility that they just don't know that they do this, um, they're in trouble because they will be behind the eight ball for the entire rest of the game trying to catch up to that. And that's that's how Moorhead gets you. Um, so I, I, can't I would, wait to see this game. Yeah, I, I'm excited for, for watching this game. I think if, like, remember this podcast, if you see this in the first quarter and it goes for like 40 yards because Oregon has a bunch of really good tight ends, um, Ohio State's defense is in a bad spot because Kerry Combs is uh, the, 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 uh, the, the video that's been popular this week he's not that guy <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be really fun to watch I think like me and Pat have different opinions on this uh I think the fact that it's on the road in the shoe for the first home game in the shoe in over a year is a big crowd factor as well yeah I'll, I'll give it to you just for the sake of I, I, me, yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah, have it's, it's a fair to have my prediction and uh <laughs> I, I think if this game's competitive, you might be looking at two playoff teams. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a distinct possibility. Um, so we have it's one and one. Yep. And they get Stony Brook at home, then Arizona at home, then they're at Stanford. So that's four and one. Yeah. Going three three equal teams. <laughs> yep. Yep. Basically, yeah. Uh, so they're four and one with a bye week. 
They catch Cal at home, which is five and one. Yep. At UCLA is six and one, but that's a spicy game. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one. Uh, Colorado at home is seven and one. At Washington, we have Oregon winning. Yep. I'm but pretty I, confident. Yeah, I'm pretty confident as well. Uh, eight and one. Then Wazoo at home, nine and one. At Utah. That's a game you got to be careful with, though. Yeah, that, for sure. Late, you they, might be looking ahead to the Pac-12 title there. You they absolutely. Be really if careful. there's a clunker, it's that one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think I'm going to predict it, but if there's a clunker, it's that one. Yeah. Yeah, that one, and, and maybe that UCLA game yeah. is, is tricky. Uh, yeah. So ten and one, and they catch Oregon State at home and go eleven and one. Yeah. If if they're the team you think they are, I think they cruise to eleven and one very easily. Um, if they are an Oregon team that loses its focus, like they have under Carson a little bit. This is a team that could be ten and two or nine and three. If Anthony Brown is a quarterback, I'd be I'd be more confident in nine and three or ten and two. If yeah. it's Ty Thompson, I think they're eleven and one. That's very valid. I, yeah. I'm very curious to see how it goes with that. I, th- I, I think if how it's much Ty Thompson, Morehead has. Yeah, I think if it's Ty Thompson and Morehead has has been trusted to fully run that offense, there's yeah. a decent chance that this is an undefeated team. They're really fucking it, good. It, it would be cool to see if we have the Ohio State Oregon <laughs> game with two. If it is Ty Thompson, yeah, you know two. Freshman quarterbacks starting going up against really, really good defensive fronts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe meeting again later in the season. That yeah. would be a fun occurrence. To yeah, see. I, I think um, that would be cool. And it's so weird to see teams, especially at the top of the sport, have any sort of like uncertainty like that, yeah. right? Like, a, like in the form of a new quarterback. It's just like we don't see that at Ohio State very often. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for that too. My number one question with Oregon, just with kind of teams in general right now, is when's the last time you saw a team? really make it deep in the playoff basically not even win the title game make it to the title game without elite receivers yeah it it's, just has not really happened yeah that's and, that's and kind of the new meta in college football yeah, is, someone is, has to yeah. emerge for Oregon for that to happen which maybe is, this could be a good podcast episode too just looking at receiver groups across the country mm-hmm. and how that could play out and yeah. who lacks them and who has them um, but uh, yeah man I like Oregon a lot and I think that Pac-12 title game whoever it is is going to be really fun too I think this is just going to be a really good conference yeah. in general. I think people are sleeping on the Pac-12. I, I think the fact that they dodge both USC and Arizona State in the regular season means that the Pac-12 is probably going to have two 11-1 teams meeting for a, a basically a playoff play-in yeah. game, which will be really helpful for their conference, because they yeah. need it bad. They need a, ba- a berth bad. Yeah, I think that the Pac-12 South is, is quietly one of the most exciting divisions in football <laughs> yeah, this man. year. I mean, there are five legitimately fun teams to watch yes. in there, and then yeah. Arizona. Um, yeah. like that's, <laughs> I, I, would, I would recommend it. I think that there's going to be a fun I'll be watching year. a lot of games, especially if yeah. you're kind of the freaks like us who can stay up till 2 a.m. watching games. Yeah. Uh, you'll catch a lot of these football games. Yeah, honestly, during the uh, during the season, depending on how it goes, we might be recording some recap episodes during those games, so you might get some of our live reactions <laughs> yeah. to that, because I have a uh, job <laughs> where I cover the yeah. football team. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I do not, but I do have essentially a full-time job to yeah. uh, drink Bud Light and watch football on the Saturdays. <laughs> That's right. I, my whole-time yeah. job is tweeting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a very drunk Ryan and a very tired me, which That's I think right. would be a fun dynamic. Yeah, Patrick's getting pissed off and make some laughing and him, you know, talking about how good you know Nevada is or something. Um, well, I hope you all enjoyed the two-hour-long Pac-12. <laughs> this is preview. maybe the most tightly bunched at the co- at the top conference of college football. I'm amped up. I'm ex- I'm excited to watch the Pac-12. I think is it's gonna it, be fun. Can we say that? Is it the most tightly like those top five teams? Yeah, it feels like one of it, and it's obviously not the top end quality of this, no, no, but no, it, no. it feels like 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 one of those like mid 2010s SEC years where they just yeah. have like eight top 15 teams right. for some reason. Because, like, even the SEC this year, right? I guess you have you have Georgia, Alabama, A&M and, look really solid. Yeah, maybe Florida, maybe LSU. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and like this has the like, Big Ten just has Ohio State. Yeah, this has uh, three teams that I think will be awesome 
two that should be really good in yeah. Washington and Utah, and then a whole bunch of teams that like could be pretty good too. Like yeah. like UCLA is right there. Right. Um, like this is it has a good quarterback, which helps. Yeah. yeah. This and, is like Cal's gonna have a good defense. This is a really fun league. And, and the ACC is gonna suck. Like, it's yeah. gonna be boring, especially with Notre Dame not playing this season. Like maybe Carolina is decent, but yeah. We'll Miami see. should be fine if De'Ara yeah. King hasn't died, which we don't right. know. He might have. Nine went to, I guess this yeah. is kind of, that's kind of similar, I guess. But then the Big 12 is just Oklahoma and Texas this year, like in Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, that, Maybe that's the other one. But if Oklahoma State is good, the Big 12 could do this too. They won't be. But they won't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah Oklahoma State. Yeah. Hey, Mike Gundy. Um, oh. All right. Yeah, this this was fun. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Thank you all so much for checking out Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of the of college football, including the Pac-12, especially the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Um, if you have friends who like Pac-12 teams, please, unless it's Arizona, please recommend them to this uh, <laughs> to this show because I, I think they'll probably like it. Um, Ryan, where can people find you? I am at Parrish Johnson Jr. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'll be posting <laughs> just posting your graphics. favorite news stories. That's right. Um, I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. My writing is at the Outside Zone newsletter on Substack, available three times a week for just $5 a month and also at Buckeye Sports Bulletin. And, and by the way, before we go, if you're a fan of the show and you have nothing going on and you just feel like you know hopping on Twitter as you do, uh, tweet at Pete Thamel and tell him to unblock Patrick Mayhorn. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Just tweet at Pete Thamel. Um, say, Pat, Pete, please unblock at Patrick Mayhorn. Don't do that. I don't want it. Okay. Um, no, if, you, if you're just listening PMP. to this show and you're not doing anything else, uh, send us a question because we're going to be doing a Q&A, oh, right. yeah. uh, what, next week? Yeah, we're in, if you're listening two hours this podcast, <laughs> next week is our Q&A episode. Uh, Pat, record something by yourself at the top of the episode, please. After I, okay. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, please send us questions for a Q&A. We'll also post something on Twitter, but send us questions. We need yeah. for the Q&A episode. Yeah, we would, we would appreciate it. Um, all right, uh, Ryan, do you want to do this again next week? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs>